Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Into the Mist with Realm Smith. We are so excited right now. Into the Mist. Another episode. Uh, I am getting double audio for some reason out of the, the uh, production uh, laptop. Uh, we are doing our best today in the, these apocalyptic times to bring you uh, the part one and part two of our finale uh, for Into the Mist. And that is our first season finale. Uh, and we are going to be launching a Wild Mount campaign next on April 6th, actually. Uh, which we're really, really excited about. We have a full day of gaming today to share with you all, and we're super excited for all of that. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, starting off, um, we want to thank Sirenscape, who is our title sponsor for the evening. Um, unfortunately, because of the crazy uh, audio stuff that we have going on, uh, Sirenscape is not going to be working for this session. But we love Sirenscape so freaking much. Uh, we, they help us do this, and uh, we are so grateful and happy to be uh, aligned and partnered with them and have them as our main title sponsor for the evening. As well, D&D, of course, who is uh, streaming us natively today. And we're also live on the GaryCon Twitch as well. That is why we are here for Virtual GaryCon. Today is Hawaiian Shirt Day, uh, even though most people didn't wear their Hawaiian shirts, only two of us. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> Throwing it out to Gary Gygax and Luke and all of the wonderful people over there at GaryCon and the team that makes this all happen. Uh, also want to thank some of our product sponsors, WizKids, of course, for a lot of the minis at the table. Um, Dwarven Forge for uh, pretty much most of the uh, terrain at the table today as well. I want to thank Nate and Stefan and all those wonderful guys over there. Uh, Elderwood Academy for a lot of our uh, accessories that we use, as well as Mithril Armories. They have a Kickstarter that is currently live, um, and you'll hear spinnies going off probably in the stream in a number of different places. Uh, and you can check them out at Mithroll, M-Y-T-H-R-O-L-L. And they are kickstarting these awesome dice spinners, which are really fun uh, as an alternative to uh, normal dice. Um, so right now we're doing Into the Mist. Later today, an hour after we're done here, we're going to be doing Tides of Wildmount Prologue that is uh, featuring Nora and uh, Matthew, as well as a bunch of other awesome guests, including Matt Mercer and uh, a bunch of other folks, uh, including James Hake and B. Dave Walters and uh, Luke Gygax and 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 on and on. It's going to be a really uh, star-studded and wonderful show, including some of our crew, actually, will also be on that for the Wildmount Prologue, and that is like an episode zero for our upcoming Wildmount episode which is super exciting. Uh, we have merch. Uh, Gary Khan going virtual uh, has hurt all of us, and merch is a great way for you guys to help us out. So under the window in on the Realmsmith Twitch uh, is the ability to buy our merch. It's got our character photos and stuff, and that is one way that you can help us. As well, if you head to Gary Khan and you go to the Bazaar area in the menu, um, you'll be able to buy merch there as well uh, for Gary Khan, and that is important to help uh, out those folks who, again, uh, you know, this crazy life that we live in and this world that we live in has affected everyone negatively, and uh, we want to make sure. As well, for GaryCon specifically, we are giving $25 off um, our adventure boxes. If you're interested, you can go to www.realmsmith.tv, and you'll get $25 off your first box, um, and then you can cancel any time, try it out. And uh, I think that is all of the announcements. Am I forgetting anything, Joel? I don't think so. If you like what you see here, make sure that you follow 
share and uh, subscribe to all of the channels that are involved. And I'm so thankful for you guys being here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I will say is, uh, Matt, do you want to talk about Beetle and Grim real quick? Yeah, I would love to talk about Beetle and Grim. Um, my four best friends and I started a company called Beetle and Grimm's um, through two years ago now. Uh, we were uh, going to be at Gary Con this weekend. We have a gold Eberron box that's out. Basically, we create high-end boxed editions of Dungeons & Dragons releases. Um, and it's something that has been incredibly fun, incredibly successful. And we're, um, I don't know, we, we have a bunch of things planning to come out for the rest of the year. We'll see what happens with everything and in, in this moment we're living in. But um, you can go to, um, we, we re we're releasing a, a discount for this weekend on all of our stuff. Well, we have a bunch of new t-shirts. We have the Eberron box, like I said. Uh, everything else is sold out. But um, this weekend, there's a, like you can buy trinkets and we have badge packs and all kinds of fun stuff. So you can check it out um, later today. Sorry, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I'm researching my character. I don't want to screw up. I'm a guest here, Jason. I don't but thank you. Thanks, Matthew, for joining us. Uh, he is playing Rictavio this evening, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and Nora is also joining us today, uh, our regular cast. Nora, if you want to just say Hello. hi and tell us where we can find you um, on a regular basis. Hi. Uh, on a regular basis, I play Eve on LA by Night. Um, you can follow uh, World of Darkness on Twitch and catch up on season four, which we just aired our finale last week, but we still have four epilogues, I believe, maybe five to go. So uh, yeah, catch up and awesome. find us on World of Darkness. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nora. All right, guys. Uh, we have a, we have nine hours of D&D today um, all together uh, in different iterations. Uh, three hours now and then three hours for part two of the finale tonight. So hope you guys are in comfy chairs. Hope you're well hydrated. Hope you have Red Bulls and all of that stuff that you may very well need <laughs> over the next day. All but it caffeine. is going to be a glorious, glorious day of streaming. And we are so very, very excited. Um, Julian is producing for us tonight. I want to say thank you. Josh is also helping with some minis. We are social distancing. He is at the other end of the table here. I am now out of isolation because I was traveling. So I did a 14 day isolation, have not seen my kids in two weeks, have not seen Melanie in a while oh. or any of the crew. So uh, we're very excited for all of that. And um, there's not a sponsor, but I was just handed the Red Bull, which is great. All right, <laughs> uh, Julian, if you want to roll the recap real quick and then we'll uh, take it from there. How do you want to finish off this druid, sir? I want to grab onto his head, and yeah. then I just want to unleash that uh, force splash as I uh, tell him to <laughs> die. And his eyes go wide as you unleash this Eldritch Blast, and his head just <laughs> pops like a grape. I want to pick up his staff. There is apparent evil when you pick up the staff. There is actually spiral staircase that goes down. Okay, I'm gonna go down. I wanna go in the direction where I'd seen the druid go before. You also hear noise and movement through the open door behind you. The big ones from outside are coming. We need to get to this druid and end this. 
Yep. Coming for us. We must go. I heard some steps Alice. going down the stairs this way. Follow. This way, quickly. Bring out Driffles, my Drift Globe. I could tie it up with my rope and pull it like a balloon. So can I <laughs> help him with it? It's All a right, double so... knot. You have to swing it around. Just let me do it. Fox goes through the hole, down the alley. <laughs> My dad said there was rabbit ears. No, the fox, and the fox already <laughs> ate the rabbit, so you have to go around the other way. I don't remember that <laughs> very part simple. of the story. At this point, the needle blights start to flood out of the room. I'm going to light up both my hands with fire. Start going fire gadling gun on them. I'll start with the first needler near me. It explodes in a burning pile of needly vines. I'm gonna go for the next needle blight in the back. That on. one just as well. And then I'm gonna send the next scorching ray at the other needle blight. You kind of a glance its shoulder. Fire bolt on the same one. You have Good. killed the final needle from that one rack. <laughs> um, you notice that there's something different about this wall here. You actually manage to push it open, and it actually opens into a passage. You guys start to see things oh, starting sorry. to come down the stairs, blights emerging in this tower, and they are just starting to flood okay. in. A spray of needles shoots out towards Callie. <laughs> in front of you as she kind of freezes and then falls unconscious. Yeah, Two of these needle blights step forward and And that would be me on the ground, cause I am down. Falfer falls. I grab Falfer, Callie with the other arm. I'll huddle over all three of them, like I'm basically covering a grenade with my <laughs> large body. I'm gonna run and get to the entrance there. Yep. Get to the other side. It goes 15 feet and then it has, a, there's a shallow cave. As soon as all my allies are through the doorway, I'm gonna close it. I'm gonna run through the doorway. I'm gonna push Callie and Falfer yep. through the door. I go through the door and I'm gonna help him close it. You hear scraping and clawing on the other side of the brick. Go over to Allie, stabilize her. <gasps> she wakes up screaming. I'm gonna go over to Falfer. I'm gonna take the uh, healing potion and pour it down his throat. <gasps> ah! And that is where we're gonna end this session as you're trapped. All right. Thank you, Adam, again for creating that uh, weekly uh, awesome recap that we do every every single week. Are you all ready to venture into the mist? All right. Ready. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Um, we are actually going to uh, delay a little bit and hurt the feelings of our party as they are in peril right oh. now. And we're going to start with Nora. Mm -hmm. uh, Nora, um, you are playing Esmeralda tonight. Yes. And uh, you have been looking for a um, longtime mentor um, that you have lost track of. Uh, his name is Van Richten. And he is uh, a famous vampire hunter. You know that he is in uh, Barovia. You have come looking for him uh, in the town of Valaki because you did hear that he was potentially in this area. You actually have been searching for him for a number of weeks, uh, kind of following trails, asking around, trying to figure out exactly where he might be. Um, you found a tower that apparently uh, he owns and uh, frequents and kind of calls his base of operations. He has not been there. You waited a couple days, you camped out um, in your wagon and found that he was nowhere to be found. Um, you come to Valaki, you've been in Valaki for the last hour or so. Um, you're kind of walking the streets uh, what do you want to do? Uh, is there anyone I can, is there anyone around that I could uh, 
that I spot? Yes. So Vlaki of all towns in uh, Barovia, you're very familiar, of course, with it, uh, is kind of the mid-tier of towns when it comes to quality-wise. Uh, it's not like the village of Barovia. It's not run down. Uh, it's not as dire. It's not as um, kind of on its last legs. A lot of the businesses are still open here, and it's thriving mostly because it's surrounded by a, a palisade wall, um, which is uh, which keeps its inhabitants safe from most of the roaming creatures that are in Strahd's control. Um, so you do see people in the streets. Uh, it is the usual overcast, misty, foggy afternoon um, that you are that is typical to, the, to Barovian life. Um, you see some passerbys. You actually just pass the Erisic st stockyard, which you know is where the general store is, and you're kind of heading towards the, the town square. Uh, do I see any Vistani? Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Let's see. Fifteen. Um, with a fifteen right now, actually no. Um, you, you know that Vistani actually, um, and you recall now, you're looking for Vistani, but you actually recall that Vistani are actually looked upon fairly um, with, with some contempt in mm. Velaki, and they're actually not allowed within the walls. Uh, I thought maybe I'd find somebody I could trust. Yeah, and because of that, you actually feel the need to kind of stay hidden, perhaps hood up, cloaked, um, and um, aware of kind of your appearance. Hmm. Uh, if I see anybody, uh, if I see like any group gathering, any sort of conversation I could overhear. Hmm. As you uh, kind of walk through the town, you do see um, a number of uh, postings, uh, letters, um, proclamations that the uh, festival of the Burning Sun is actually happening in a couple days, uh, two days, in fact. Um, and you know that the town of Valaki is actually quite um, known and uh, prone to having festivals each and every week. Uh, and you can, can I get a history check, actually? Um, sorry, I'm using the book and not D&D Beyond, so I'm trying to see what my... No worries. Uh, so, 17. Um, okay, with 17, you remember that the Baron here um, actually holds these festivals because he believes that keeping people happy will keep Strahd away, and that lifting spirits will actually keep him at bay, um, uh, even though, obviously, it doesn't necessarily seem to be doing anything. Um... And, and as you know very well, Strahd goes where he pleases for the mm. most part. Um, you do see one of the proclamations. It does say, come one, come all to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun. Attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well to the barren. I'm just going to say, ugh, and I rip it off and just like shove it in my pocket Okay. for later. Uh, you do notice that a Vlachian across the street, a woman who's kind of like, 
sweeping her steps and looking at you uh kind of sees you tear it down and her eyes go wide uh in fear and she kind of like shuffles into her side door and goes inside her house <laughs> like i can't believe you just did that <laughs> um i'm still trying to see if uh if i can find anybody i could speak to that would help me with the whereabouts of uh of somebody i'm looking for yeah so you would imagine that the probably the most uh likely person to talk to is probably one of the guards in this town square there's always a few guards hanging around um or one of the guards at one of the gates potentially uh, or any of the store owners uh there's a number of different stores in Velaki that you know of um there is a uh a blacksmith a boyer a courier and an apothecary all of different personalities in the town square uh, as well as the blue water inn which is the big inn in town and it's owned by um the Martikovs. I'll head to the inn. Okay. All right. We're going to go over to uh, Matt real quick. Yeah, brother. All right. Um, as Rictavio, you've come to Velaki uh, as a performer. Um, you self-admittedly can't carry a note in a bucket, uh, but you are a teller of tales and stories. Um, you love to, and you've come to Velaki recently um, in your carnival wagon, looking for people to actually be part of your carnival, part of your circus. Um, as you know, you have a friend of yours in your uh, wagon, which nobody else at the table knows about. Um, and it is the morning right now. Um, and you have made a, a, uh, Kind of every day in the morning and in the evening, you take food to that companion. Uh, sure. Two of them, actually. Your horse, who is in the stable at the Blue Water Inn, and also uh, your other pet, who is currently housed in your wagon. Right. Um, you make your usual order of one wolf steak and a couple apples uh, from um, the Marakovs at the inn. And um, she says to you, oh, so is this for... Your usual companions, and you yes, tell, yeah, right. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And uh, as you know, you've been telling her now for the last week or so that it's actually for Blinsky that the wolf steak is for Blinsky the toy maker, and the apples are actually for his pet monkey. Yes, there's no uh, there's no work for Blinsky. I help him. I take care of him. This he loves this wolf steak is his favorite. No need to cook it. I will cook. He likes to. He likes the process of cooking it. I don't know what my accent is, but there it is, Rictavio. <laughs> I've been playing Rictavio with like a high English accent, but uh, you do whatever you like, sir. He isn't half elf. Yes, of course he is. He's a high elf. There you go. He's a human, isn't he? Yeah, he's human. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. English. I love it would be delightful to have um, my wolf steak and my apples. Thank you so very much, Ms. Markov. Danica looks at you and says, uh, you are very welcome, uh, Rictavio. It has been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, you bring a certain amount of um, solace and peace to- I try, I try to, uh, I try to lighten the mood for everyone. A little joy goes a long way in these dark times. That is very true. The times are always dark here in Barovia, as you know. 
the longer you speak in that accent, the harder it's going to be for me to do mine. <laughs> I understand very much. It is very I, hard to go back and forth. I, I, need to get, I, I, need to bring it, I need to bring it to my friend immediately before you ruin everything. Fair enough. You be on your way. Avina Zane. You make your way across town. Sure. Um, and uh, down to the uh, Airsec stockyard, which is on the east side of town. Um, you kind I of make your my, way. I check my six to make sure nobody's following me per normal. Tour. Give me your perception check. Yeah, great. Um, Um, I have no idea if anyone's behind me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea if anybody's behind you. Yeah. Um, and frankly, most people in Velaki at this point know who you are. You've been here for a little while now. Um, and they are actually kind of happy to see you most, for the most part. Um, you have brought some joy to them uh, in the time that you've been here. So as uh, you know, Velakians tend to be guarded and, and quiet and keep to themselves. That actually kind of some of them wave. You've you've built some fans here in Velakia. I've made friends along the way. Great, that's you have. awesome. Absolutely. You make your way to your stock to the stockyard. Um, you have a key for the gate, as is given to all people who uh, have, have things that are stored. that are stored currently. Uh, I'm uh, getting double audio, audio, audio unity. unity. Um, um, and, and, uh, and uh, sorry, sorry, that's my sorry. bad. I just, I just oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so you make your way to the air. Sorry, one last sec. Sorry, I'm old. I'm old. These things are hard for me to understand. Mute, it should be good. He looks so young and handsome, though. Yes, but old and stupid. I right, good. All right. I think that's it. There we go. No, it's all good. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, compared to last night's stream, we are doing great. Oh, oh my God. It's unbelievable to see all your faces in the same space-time continuum. We, we, have, we have upgraded our, we have leveled up our, our system. Anyways, make your way across town uh, to the Aristic Starkyard. You let yourself in. Um, and as you know, your wagon is currently being kept in the back kind of uh, lot area. That what did you do? Weird. I didn't do anything that time. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Can you hear me? Have we lost Matt? It's volume. Voice? I, I'm here. Oh, you can hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you, you approach the wagon um, and... Uh, as is typical, you kind of climb up the side of the wagon uh, and the feeding chute that you usually use for your friend uh, is open as usual. Great. I will, um, I'll reach my hand down so mm -hmm. that uh, she can smell me and mm. I'll give her a nice big pot, a nice big pet. Um, mm. And then I'll, I'll grab the steaks and I'll mm. throw her down. There you nice. are, my darling. My little, my little cub of joy. There you are, my love. <laughs> and you just hear tearing and gnashing as she ah. tears into these wool stakes. As we do it, as we do it, I'll take a um, a little. I'll, I'll at some point uh, uh, procured a, a tear of um, 
of uh, Vistani clothing. And again, yeah. I will rub it in, in her nose. Be like, yeah. see, this is someday, this someday. Tra- continuing our training. Yes, yes. And she just, she, she starts, you can feel her smelling it. And she, she, yeah. she's starting to reward, actually recognize. Reward, my sweet cub, reward. Yeah, she's starting to she's starting to recognize that smell very very keenly and very very specifically. Nice. Give me an animal handling check. Yeah, sure, of course. I rolled a ten. Um, I think that's a charisma. I don't know what that is. It's based on wisdom. Oh, uh, fourteen. Yeah, with a fourteen, you feel like uh, she's she's also starting to uh, take kindly to you in general. It's been a little while. Uh, that that you've spent with her to be able to kind of calm her and tame her and get her to the point that she is. Uh, and you're feeling pretty confident that she's fairly ready to do what you need her to do. She's completely ready. Jason, yeah. she's completely ready to do her job. With a 14, she's like 80%. I mean, I would bet my life on it. Darling, she will do what she has been training to do for an entire six-month period. I'm confident she will succeed. Good. I grab her. I grab her, her long teeth and I yeah. give them a good rub. Yeah. She likes when I wrestle with her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and she she licks you. And now you're full of wolf steak juice. Perfect. All right, we're gonna go over to our party. All right, folks. Uh, it's okay. been quite the session last session. You guys are currently in the wine cellar of the Wizard of Wines Winery. Um, you are trapped in the back cavern area um, that you were able to kind of get out of danger from a number of what you now know or think are calling needle blights. Uh, two of you went down. You have both been brought up from where you were uh, and are standing against a door. Sterling in his giant form is holding the door shut and he can feel the pressure on the other side but they are not managing as it currently stands to break through. What do you guys do? I'll turn to Roan right off the bat. And I'll go, Roan, Roan, my friend, perhaps, perhaps we were wrong. This, uh, this, this uh, branch that you have, that you took from the Druid, perhaps, uh, perhaps if we destroy it, or perhaps if we um, make use of it, we may be able to get out of this situ- situation. They're scratching at the door. Let's do it now. Took what? Now, hold on a minute. We don't know anything of the sort. Buy me a little time, and I'll look into this, and I'll find out what's what. Okay. Um, can, I, can I find out, uh, is there any way I can tell if uh, the door will hold, uh, or, or how long it might hold for, uh, Jason? Yeah, give me an investigation check on that. Sure. Uh, that is a 18. Um, you're pretty confident that Sterling, even in, in this form, in his giant... Warforged form uh, will we'll do fairly well to hold it. And even in a smaller form, like it's not budging much. He feels the moving against it, but because it's a, it's a, like a, a heavy brick door, um, it, it, it seems like it's going to hold for some time. But it, if you guys remember, it is a frigid in this back cavern area. Uh, frost on the walls, uh, the smell of mildew, um, and, and, and that damp kind of thick, thick air uh, back here, and you're 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 all starting to kind of tremble a little bit. You're not quite dressed for this for this temperature. Do we get the sense that it's natural? Um, give me a um, nature check. Okie dokie. 
12. Uh, you're not sure. Uh, it doesn't make sense for it to be this cold in a cavern below a winery. The, okay. the, the temperature is so different than the other room you were just in that uh, you assume potentially that it's not natural, but you're not sure. And we don't see anything in here that suggests it's cold storage. Uh, no, there's nothing stored back here. All right. Kelly? Am I dead? Did I die? Because <laughs> this doesn't look good right here. Am I dead? Is it, what does it say on your character sheet now? It says, like, there's this... There's this death saves and then a no. and then a picture of a person that's like like this. <laughs> you got healed. Oh, who okay. healed you? Okay, that's. I think Dimitri did, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah how many I'm, points? Five do you remember? points. Five. five, five, five points. So you can uh, heal yourself five points, Melanie. And you're back. You're back on your feet. You're still battered. You still got needles kind of stuck in your head and all along your 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 face. Okay. Um, and uh, as he healed you, some of those needles popped, but you've still got a number of them embedded throughout your body. It does oh. not feel great, and you do not feel good. Okay, 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 okay. Is it my turn? Uh, you guys, it's open initiative right now. Oh. Oh, okay. You got to give me a minute to catch up here. Hold on. Just... <laughs> does it seem like we'd be able to get a short rest out of this area? Uh, give me a survival check. Yeah. One of those uh, that's a solid five. So with the solid five, you have no freaking idea. Mm. Right. I, uh, I'll turn to the party and go, uh, I, really, I really need some rest. Is there any way, uh, is there any way we can... Sterling, can you hold the door shut for any length of time? I believe I can hold it for an extended period of time. Whoa. Uh, let... Uh, if you can hold it, then perhaps, uh, perhaps we can rest? Yes, I could even rest in front of the door and block it with my weight. How, about, how do you feel about that, my friends? If we can make it happen, that would be good. I'm a little tired myself. All right, let us uh, get a rest. So, uh, so Jay, we, can we take a short rest? Yeah, so you guys uh, spend the next uh, hour or so uh, resting. How long does your giant form last? One minute, so it'll be gone in a number of seconds. Okay, so you are currently a small sterling. Oh. Yeah. Um, how are you holding this door and bracing? Um, I'm throwing my back against it and sitting myself flat in front of it uh, i weigh over 300 pounds yeah. so i feel pretty confident that i'll be able to like jam this door with my butt right okay um can i get uh, just a strength check strength athletics check from you yeah, i can do that 18 uh with an 18 you feel pretty confident you can hold this all right Okay. You guys all have a short rest. You can take the uh, whatever you can reset on D and D Beyond for your short rests, uh, as well as uh, spend any hit dice that you need to in order to get some hit points back. Uh, just as a reminder, what that means is you should have a number of hit points for your uh, hit dice that you spend for each level. So if you're third level, you get three of those hit okay. dice, uh, and if you roll them, just add those that amount to your health. 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, if you go into uh, the hit points, if you hit your hit yes. points, you should see what it says. It should say a D something. It's probably a D8 for you or D6 for rogues. No. I'm actually not totally sure. Okay. I'll find it. If okay. you if you click on your uh, picture in D&D Beyond, yep. uh, you can select short rest. Yep. Yep. Got it. And yeah. Okay. And you'll have to roll dice for your healing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Thank you. And then you can roll up to three of those and then add them to your hit points. Yeah, I like this. Okay. I believe you add con as well on that hit die. Is that correct, yeah. Jason? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But if, if you spend the hit dice, that happens automatically, I think. No? Yeah, so you, you'd roll your, your hit die and then you would add your con mod. Yeah. I think. Okay. for each die you roll? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um... You guys are currently about an, the the equivalent of about an hour passes. You're still uh, feeling that constant kind of pressure against Jason, your back. Yep. Uh, during that hour, uh, could I be studying the staff uh, and uh, trying to understand it and connect with it better? Yes, you can, sir. You absolutely can. Um, would you like to attune to it? I would. Okay. Um, you can add the Golfia staff to your uh, items. Okay. Uh, made from the branch of, of, uh, of a special tree, the staff is spongy, black length of wood. Uh, its evil makes beasts visibly uncomfortable while within 30 feet of it. The staff has 10 chargers and it regains 1d6 plus 4 of its expended chargers daily at dusk. Um... The staff can be wielded as a magic quarterstaff. On a hit, it deals damage as a normal quarterstaff, and you can expend one charge to regain a number of hit points equal to the damage dealt by the weapon. Each time a charge is spent, red blood oozes from the staff's pores, and you must succeed on a DC 12 saving throw or be afflicted with short-term madness. You get all of this from, being, from holding it in your hand. Okay. Awesome. That's fine. <laughs> okay what do you guys do okay um i feel so much better now oh thank you so much from for uh, for letting us rest my friends now we must find a way out we must immediately find a way out it's much too cold in here i am very small should we try to go back through the door fight our way through do you think there's a way out from here Perhaps there's a way out. Uh, it seems like there is a small tunnel here. Is that true, Jay? Is there a tunnel? Can I? So yeah. So there is a 15 foot uh, hallway uh, that is still part of kind of like the the infra the infrastructure of the uh, or the structure of the of the cellar, and then it opens up into a shallow cave in the darkness in the in the in the distance. Perhaps we go through this. The moment I release this door, I think they will come through. Maybe one of us should scout ahead through that cave entrance. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, I will go if, if, uh, if I, I can I, go. I, I'm healthy. I am also willing to take on this task. Hey, who's going to go? Aaron, come with me. Callie, you stay with the big man and make sure the door does not open. Um, we're getting a ding from somebody's phone on the other end, <laughs> just, oh. as a, just as a note <laughs> to everyone. Yes. Hmm. That was me. Apologies. Joel. <laughs> Every time. Uh, every time. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, sorry, so who's who's heading forward? 
me and me and uh, me and Roan are going to head through the the hallway. Okay, uh, as you guys kind of hit the end of this uh, fifteen foot hallway, um, you both have dark vision, right? One hundred and twenty feet for me. Yeah, uh, or you don't, Joel? Do you? I do now. Yes. Okay, you do now. Yeah, that's right. Because you're you're a gloom stalker. Um, you guys see a uh, actually give me a nature check, please, both of you. Six. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay. Uh, with the six, uh, you see that there is kind of a discoloration to the cave walls. You see where it's naturally colored, and then you see also where it's kind of discolored. Uh, Joel or Falfer, you notice that there is a brown kind of fuzzy mold substance covering most of these walls. Um, with the 14... Uh, and being a hunter trapper and a ranger you do you are aware that some molds are, are harmless some molds are uh, a lot more uh, deadly than others uh, you're not quite sure what this brownish mold is though do not touch the walls my friend is this uh i'm not sure how to identify this particular kind of mold uh if we if we touch the walls we may get hurt so i had no plans on it and it gets it gets even colder um, as you head to the end of this, almost like all of the cold is emanating from this shallow, uh, from this shallow cavern. And frankly, it only goes like 20 to 30 feet on either side. And then kind of just is an alcove of cave, not seemingly, seemingly with any obvious way out. There's no exit here. Oh. Oh. What, what do I see inside the cave? Anything, uh, when I look around it, investigation check. Yep. I'll do the same. That's better this time. 18. Okay. With an 18, nothing. Uh, just honestly cave. Uh, no holes, no exits. Um, it is rough-hewn rock covered in this mold substance. Huh. Okay. We're going to go back to Nora. Cool. Okay. Where did you want to make your way to, Nora? I wanted to make my way into, did you say there was a tavern or an inn? Yeah, oh yeah, the Blue Water Inn, that's right. Yes. So you make your way to the Blue Water Inn. Um, as you enter, there is, uh, let me just give you a bit of a description here. Uh, gray smoke issues from the chimney of this large two-story <clears throat> wooden building with a stone foundation and sagging tiled roof upon which several ravens have perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. Um, as you enter, uh, it is a familiar place for you. Uh, you know that the Martikovs own this. Um, and you do know from some research that you've done in the past that uh, their family also owns the Wizard of Wines Winery. Uh, and that is where a lot of the, the, the wine comes from. And you also know that wine is the, the, the lifeblood of Barovia. It's what keeps a lot of people hopeful. Uh, and and actually keeps kind of uh, people uh, sedated, as it were, from the realities of Barovia. Uh, so I would like to go in and look for the uh, the innkeeper. Okay. As you kind of approach, you do see uh, who you know as Danica uh, Martikov. Uh, again, you've done some research here. Um, and she is standing at the bar currently, and she is just organizing some cups uh, and some of the things that exist kind of around the bar area. And you know that she is the wife of, of uh, Irwin. So I head over and uh, throw a coin on the countertop. 
mm-hmm. and order a, a glass of wine. Ah, well, hello. Uh, are you familiar? Have, have we met before? Good day, perhaps. Uh, my name is Esmeralda. Well, welcome to the Blue Water Inn. Uh, uh, what may I get you? A glass of your wine that I've heard so much about. Well, yes. It's, unfortunately, it's in uh, short short supply these days. We've um, unfortunately have not gotten the shipment that we need. All we have left is our uh, purple, purple, <laughs> that's a tough word to say in that accent, purple grape smash, uh, which is 30 copper, and a pint of the red dragon crush, which is one silver. Uh, they are both pints. I would love a glass of the silver, please. Okay. Will you be staying uh, the evening with us? No, I'm actually looking for someone. I, perhaps you could help me with this. Perhaps. She kind of leans in. And I'm kind of looking around to make sure nobody's listening in. Yeah. I'm looking for an older gentleman, half-elf. You know, he, uh, he, he kind of switches accents every few sentences. He goes by the name of Ven. <laughs> he goes by Van Richten. Oh. I don't know if you have if he has come by this area. Van Richten. Uh, sorry, folks. Some uh, visual uh, issues here. Julian is on it. Um, we've just been swapped. Barovia has attacked, um, and the apocalypse has sprung. Uh, and Matt is now Roan, and. Esmeralda is now Dave, and Nora is no longer on screen. So <laughs> we'll get back to the way that we should be. Very that quickly. was my fault. I'm old, and I accidentally turned off my camera for two seconds. I'm old. I keep can't, telling you. Can't I should not be playing way. these streaming games. Who am I? <laughs> we would have been playing live, my friend. We would have been playing live. He does this to me on purpose. I would never have screwed up. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be known anyways. <laughs> it's it's kind it's kind of uh, it's kind of poetic that as she was making fun of your accent that you <laughs> out of the stream. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, actually. I call shenanigans. Yeah, that's funny, uh, but I know Julian's on it, so we'll get you. We'll get you back, Nora. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So we um, uh, where were we? Sorry, before we were ah yes, uh, Van Richten. Uh, I do not know anybody by that name. Um, do you know anybody by that description? Half-elf? Perhaps half-elf? he walks with a cane? No, actually. Nobody by that uh, description has been through here in the last little while. Hmm. Well, shit. <laughs> if, he, if he is in town, perhaps he will... Uh, he will be at the festival in two days. Uh, oh, yes. This... Oh, goodness. Where did you get that? Oh, they're all over the place outside. I don't know why they tell you like to bring your children. That seems like a real bummer to me. Well, uh, the Baron, uh, unfortunately, he uh, requires it. It's a... He's a little uh, wound a little tight. Um, but uh, he thinks that these festivals will help us, but they will not, alas. Do you know if people from outside of this town come also to this festival? Uh, uh, some might come. Uh, frankly, uh, the people who usually go to this festival are the people who are meant and forced to go to this festival. She starts to speak in a, in, in a hushed tone. And she says, 
Uh, are you not from around here? No, if you could explain to me why people are forced to have uh, this, uh, this forced fun. Give me a persuasion check. That is a net 20. Uh, she has taken a liking to you. Uh, you can tell that she's kind of sensed something um, in you that she respects. And she says, um, again, the, uh, the, the Baron believes that happiness and these festivals will keep Strahd at bay. Uh, Strahd is a creature of, of great, great power. His ears, his eyes are everywhere. And the walls keep his creatures at bay, sure, maybe. But if he wanted to be here, he would be here. And so what does these festivals, how exactly do they keep him away? Uh, the Baron thinks perhaps happiness will keep him. But the Baron himself isn't very happy. I don't quite understand, but he insists on us having these, these festivals every, every week, every couple of weeks. That seems and very exhausting. It is. We just had the wolf's head one where he put wolf's heads on spikes all around the town. And we had oh, to pray. Kind of well, he was something. Uh, but this blazing sun is different. They carted this big ball of wicker to the town square. They set it on flame. It's supposed to be the sun for the morning lord. I don't know. Well. For someone who has a lot of festivals, you guys sure seem all bummed out all the time. Well, if you haven't lived here, you would be too. And you said this festival's in two days? Yes, in the town square. Hmm. I might need a place to stay then if I'm to find him at very this festival. Well, very well, um, Each room, uh, we, have, uh, we have two... Uh, we have one room left. Unfortunately, it is four beds inside. Um, but it is one electrum per night. Uh, I don't know how much money I'm carrying. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. You have no problem with an electrum. <laughs> Let's just say at this point um, uh, that you were good. I, I then I will take all four of those beds. Okay, well, you can have that room then. Um, and that is the last room. Uh, we've gotten busy over the last week, busier than we typically are. Um, included with, uh, for no additional charge, if you would like some hot beets, beet soup, Erwin um, makes it himself with some fresh bread. But if you want a wolf steak, it, it is also one electrum for that if you would like, if you're hungry. You know, I hear, I hear the, uh, the wolf steak here is delicious. It is Lots of great else. reviews. <laughs> Erwin, uh, he he likes to uh, he likes to frequent uh, the Yelp. Uh, it's the board outside our store in the uh, outside the inn. It got four and a half stars. Many many posts, many posts. Um, but uh, okay, I will. Would you like to have one now? Uh, it, it is morning time. Uh, you can decide whether or not you're hungry at this point, or if you want to come back. Oh no, I, I never eat wolf steak before three o'clock. Oh yes, uh, indigestion. I understand, my my dear. But uh, I, I, that's not going to stop me from drinking, and I'll have another glass of that wine. Very, that I... <laughs> very well, very well. 
Very well. She passes you another glass, another cup. That is two. You're you're a pint and a half in. I'd like you to make a Constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! The DC isn't that bad right now. <laughs> Let's okay. be honest. Uh, that is a 12. Okay. With a 12, you're feeling a little bit of a buzz, just a touch. But I you're, like you're you. All right. Yeah. I yeah, like you not... a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling, you're feeling a little happy. You're not quite drunk yet, but you're, you're feeling a little, a little buzz. You know, you guys are all right. I'm very looking forward to that steak in a little bit. Well, uh, we are looking forward to feeding it to you. Thank you. And hope you have luck finding your friend. She kind of... uh, I'll find him sometime. <laughs> <laughs> she turns around. She goes back into, you may have a friend in Cali. I'm just saying <laughs> quite interesting as we progress here uh, into the rest of, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Rictavio. Hello, yes. Right. You have just spent time with your uh, sweet fur baby. And um, you are sufficiently happy that you have done what you need to do at that time with her what would you like to do next you still have two apples in your pocket um yeah i'll go over to my horse i'll go over the horse and feed the horse give uh, my horse some love as well i'll make sure that the um that my wagon is still secure that the locks haven't been tampered with i'll make sure you know that that it you know the last thing i want is for my fur baby to get up and out before it's time for her to do her job um and then i'll i'll make my way look i'm you know i'm sort of as i spend time in this town i get to know people i'm gonna make my rounds around the town and see if there's anything that catches my eye but i have a a small routine now i've been here long enough to sort of establish routine i'll go on a walk i'll say hi to the smithy i'll go over and say hi to um you know to the old lady and sort of do my my daily routine okay great all right, so you go back to your horse, you feed your horse, she's fine. Uh, the locks, uh, your wagon has not been tampered with, um, right. that you can tell. Uh, it does appear, uh, as you kind of go inside, uh, you inspect the cage. It does appear, actually, that the cage has been a little bit, um, it's seen some wear. Uh, and, and you think that maybe your your girl is becoming maybe a little um, a little restless. All right. Um, in the back of my mind, I make a plan in the next fortnight to take her out into the into the wild and let her have a good run. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good call. All right. Um, you head back to the Blue Water Inn where you feed your horse. You say hi. Um, you spend a little bit of time with her. Um, and as usual, the roost or kind of like the the rafters in above the stable are still completely covered in ravens. Uh, this seems to be a... Sorry, Jason, I didn't mean to interrupt. Do, yeah, I, no know why, I, do I know why the ravens are there? Um, give me an insight check. Yeah. I mean, I have been there for a while now. Yeah. Uh, 16. Yeah. So you are... Uh, I'm not going to say it out loud uh, to, to not spoil. Okay. But uh, yeah, I know I you're... Know why. Yeah, you know why. Okay, okay good. I'm Matt. <laughs> do know why? So I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah, you okay. Matt. Yeah, you absolutely know why. And you've come to the conclusion that um, the intentions of that group that you've been following are pure and potentially could be um, allies in the coming days and weeks. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything else uh, you want to do right now? 
No, I'll, 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 I'll make my way around and I'll make myself, I'll take myself back to the inn and I would okay. love some beets. I'll saddle up to the bar and love some beet soup. Okay. All right. Uh, you actually head into uh, the tavern at this time um, and uh, you kind of stop in your tracks when sure. you get in the door. Sure. There is a familiar person Absolutely. at the bar. Absolutely. Um, you know how you feel about keeping people close? Yeah. Um, there is a reason why you haven't seen her in some time. Of course. Uh, and so and so you can uh, uh, deal accordingly. Yeah. So I'll, um, I'll see her. I, I see her at the bar, and I take a moment to collect myself. In fact, if she hasn't seen me, I'll go back outside yep. and put myself back together and sort of like collect myself before I come back into the bar. Okay. Um, and as I do, I'll make more of a gesture as I walk in the bar. Ah, Markov! And I'll, and I'll sort of like, whoever I see in the bar that I know, I'll make a gesture to sort of like collect the attention of her yep. immediately. <laughs> okay, give me a, um, uh, give me a performance a check. Yeah, yeah. I rolled a 17. Okay. So, with, yeah. Uh, 20. You with your usual... Rictavio Bravado. Oh, my uh, friends! Legend has it, it is time for beet soup. Allow me, bring on the soup and the wine. Oh, God, ye good den, good lady. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Rictav. And uh, Esmeralda, you see, yeah, Esmeralda, you see this um, gentleman, human, uh, blonde, kind of flowing hair, dressed in very, very colorful clothing. Um, with a bit of a, a, a floppy hat on as he comes in and kind of introduces himself in the middle of the Blue Water Inn. Yeah, a big, I'll, I just, do a big, I'll do a big grand like bow before you. Oh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Rittal. What is your name, you precious creature? Do I recognize his voice? Uh, give me an no, insight check. No way. There's no possible way. Don't roll a crit. Uh, uh, let me see. Insight is what is it? What is it? For this uh, oh, oh man. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I rolled a eighteen. Okay. Not high enough. Uh, beats it. Beats it. You rolled an eighteen performance there. Um... Yeah, I rolled a, a. I got twenty on performance. Oh, okay. So. Esmeralda, you, there is a hint of familiarity in his voice, but you can't place it. Uh, yes! It, might, it may just be the dialect. Um, it may have, yeah. It's, he sounds like maybe somebody you've met at some point, but you can't place it. Do I know you from somewhere? Oh, my darling. If we had met before, I guarantee you, you would remember me. Again, Rittoff. Mayhaps... Were you, did you ever perform in a circus? I am quite, uh, I'm quite renowned on the circus circuit. Rectavio, you say, huh? Yes. What is your name, my love? Wait, let me guess. Beauty herself. No, uh, Julia. Right? No. No. Is it, well, this is a silly game indeed. What is your name? Esmeralda. Ah, Esmeralda. I should have guessed. From the circus, you say, huh? 
Yes. Are you looking for, you're not a performer, are you? Do I detect any sort of bullshit on, <laughs> with him? Insight. What? How many insights did she get? Deception check, Matt. That's your deception? I rolled no, a no, no, 20 no, no. either Matt, way. Matt, Matt rolls a deception check. She just checked me twice in I three rolled... seconds. The first rolled... list for the performance of you coming in and announcing yourself. This ten. is you. What's ten. that? I got a 10. And what did you get, Nora? I rolled a nat 20, baby. Okay. Oh. Um, there, you absolutely gain the sense that this gentleman is telling you not the full story. Uh, that he is he is weaving a bit of a tale, uh, and you're pretty convinced that there's something else going on. You don't necessarily, obviously, at this point know what it is. Um, you 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 were convinced by his appearance. You're convinced by his performance and 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 the way that he looks, but his story just doesn't check. Okay. Which circus are you from, Rictavio of the circus? Rictavio's magical circus, of course. Perhaps you've seen us perform somewhere. Oh, so you know Big Bobby. I do not know Big Bobby. I don't know that. I, no, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I, was, I was trying to like trick him into like being like, oh, that guy. Oh, you then maybe Big you've- Bobby? Maybe you Big Bobby? He's the guy that, that uh, he's, he's the, uh, the, you know, the uh, Clearly, lion tamer. You have no idea what you're speaking of, my darling. Well, I've never been to your so-called circus, air quotes. Okay. Well, perhaps uh, when we get out of Barovia, I can show you the glory of the circus itself. Oh, well, you Allow me to buy you another drink. Bartender, and I'll immediately try to change the subject. Bartender, <laughs> yeah. uh, two, two, uh, two of your finest grape mash, please. Well, that would oh, be. Oh, well, uh, you know, I haven't tried the grape mash, but the dragon, the silver dragon, or whatever it's called, is amazing. Yes, oh, the, the subject's changed. Yes, <laughs> the the red dragon crush. That'll be a silver apiece. Uh, put it on my tab. I, I will absolutely, Octavio. No problem. Okay. So, what brings you to? Oh, you want to move on? Yeah, we'll just we'll just swap over just for a sec. Right, yeah, yeah. That was great, I, I guys. Would, I, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> cold, cold cavern, uh, brown mold. What do you guys do? I I I turn to Roan and I go, my friend, sir. There's no exit here. We it we must find another way. Perhaps uh perhaps that stuff that you had, the stuff that uh, is made of uh, this mushy gushy uh, 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 root system. Perhaps you can, uh, perhaps you can destroy it. Uh, you're muted, Ron. Oh. Okay. It's it's odd how you keep on bringing up this staff. Now, it is a staff and it is magical. I'll grant you that. But there's no the, the, there's no magic to it that involves summoning these tree monsters or anything of the sort. Now we need to get together with the rest of the group and come up with a plan. I'm sorry, I just figured since it looks like a stick and uh, it, it smells like a stick, that perhaps it's a stick like the other sticks outside the door and we can uh, get out the of here. The funny thing about staves, Falfar, is they are made of sticks. Fair enough. Let's go to our friends then and find some way out of here. Sure, let's uh, go back cool. to them. Hey, you so guys go back, back to, the to the group. Ah, good. Uh, what what was what did you find over there? 
It's a, it's a cave with a very uh, brown, mossy walls. There's no exit that way. We, we're going to have to fight our way out of this. Um, really? A dead end? Yes. Dead seems end. like a dead end. Could we perhaps open the door and close it quickly, allowing only a limited amount of those needle blights within and taking them on you know, one at a time? Sterling? That's not a bad idea. I think we could give it a try. We can treat this as a choke point. Maybe only open the door enough so that only a few could get in at a time, or uh, even have it only open far enough so that a single stream could come through. I'm That's sitting there like idea. I'm sitting there mm-hmm. picking out the the thistles mm-hmm. off me. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's gonna pee on me? I heard that pee takes these things out of me. You're the one that's wow. always peeing. What? If I have to do it myself. Is it? Not that skilled. Please don't. Medicine. Uh, I probably will not do that. But madam, we need to have a discussion about propriety and time. <laughs> How about simple hygiene? <laughs> you talking not about hygiene? I think hygiene? you're not the person to talk about hygiene. <laughs> yes, Alpha, really, I mean, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> hey, has anyone seen... My recent throw up anywhere? No? Okay. Never mind. Um so everyone everyone rolled hit die. We're 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 pretty we're pretty close to full health, everyone. Is is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Close. Good. Yep. Okay. Uh, skills, Why don't we try though. that? Yeah, well I, I got two slots left. So let's right. make it I've count. got no slots left. Do we have fire? Is there a way that we could throw fire in uh just as we open the door, and those that come in, we kill them as they arrive. I have fire, and then I uh, snap my fingers, and a firebolt appears, appears okay. in my palm. Yes, we know you have fire. You didn't have to show me. Thank you. Now, I can open the door a little bit. Um, will you guys be ready? All right. Yes. I uh, can I ready a firebolt uh, for when ready. he opens the door? Yep. And you're sending the firebolt through the doorway, Yes through the doorway obviously how long should i keep it open before i try closing it a couple seconds all right if everyone is ready take your places all we're doing is just a fire spell and then closing the door well i mean falfar and and uh cali are more than welcome to shoot their bows and arrows i i wish to let only a few in all right then i'll stand next to it just in case one gets through Thank you. And I will ready my bolts. Okay. You go ahead and uh, Sterling opens the door. How, how much do you want to open the door, Sterling? I want to open just enough so that they could only come through single file. Okay. So that I can control how many get in. Okay. As you start to kind of creak the door open slowly, you actually have noticed now that the 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 pressing against that door have stopped. Oh. Ah. You open the door, and as you kind of peek through, it seems clear. Any sign of the druids? Give me a uh, perception check. Oh, yeah, I want to rush them. We're going to zerg rush those druids. That's a eighteen. Um. Yeah, with an eighteen, uh, you kind of survey through that crack and you see that there is just a mound of needled vines all covering basically the, the ground outside of where they were standing. 
like somehow instantly they've all been dispatched. All right. It, it, but it, I'm guessing it's like a difficult terrain situation. Well, yes. I mean, you have to be, yeah. I, I mean, you have to be careful kind of like tiptoeing through there. Um, and you also notice with your 18 that in the middle of the room is a single black, what appears to be a large feather that is slowly kind of falling to the ground. So like this, so do I get the sense that this just happened? Yes. In the last few moments. Okay. Are you, are you all seeing this? What's, look, what's happening? What's, what do you see? It, the stick creatures are gone. There's uh, thorny vines all over the ground. And a black feather was just falling slowly to the ground as well. Whatever they've done, they've only just done it. They may still be in the area. Like the way the ravens helped us upstairs. Oh, you think a raven? Perhaps open the door the rest of the way. Let's all get a look. All right, so I as you guys the door, open the, the door, the you guys kind of head out into the into the cellar, and it's as I explained. It's quiet. Uh, remnants of what is Joel doing? I mean, <laughs> is what cereal? Cereal. <laughs> he knows <laughs> you're not allowed to eat at my table, but it's now they know. No, actually, <laughs> actually, um, I pull out some pie from my bag. Oh. oh. This uh, might not be the time. I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Are That's you hiding the fact that you're eating? justifies eating. eating. <laughs> 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 oh, crap. Oh, now, now Nora's eating. Now everybody's just now. That's a, that is a natural one. Oh, dear. Oh, oh no. From the pie? Um, all right. We'll get back to that in a second, Felfer. Uh, <laughs> you guys come into the room, uh, and you notice it is absolutely quiet. Uh, and you hear some footsteps upstairs. For the sake of brevity, to move things along a little bit, uh, you guys safely make your way up to the main floor, and it is quiet as Davian actually walks through the front door. Hmm. Uh, seemingly surprised, carefully like he's stalking, kind of uh, followed by the rest of his family. Um, oh, first... crap. Sorry, go ahead. The when first... we get back to me, not ones don't count, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. You can re-roll that if you want. Thanks. Uh, as you come up into the area, uh, who is the first to come up the stairs? Probably me. Okay. Sterling, you see Davian. He greets you. Um, you explain to him kind of what happens. Yeah. Uh, and he says, thank you very much for what you have done here. I, I don't know what we've accomplished. You killed all of them. The Not all of them. No, we did not kill it's them. It's true. We did. We took Thomas. care of it for you. Yes, of course. We did everything you asked us of us to do. They had poured some liquid into your wine. I don't know if it's safe to drink into the vats. Into the vats? Which ones? Uh, and I point out the one that I saw the liquid being Sterling. poured into. Okay. Sterling, what are you doing? I don't I want him. to endanger people. What did you well, order? But you, you are endangering our future by stealing our reward. That's right, Sterling. Keep it in. What did you roll, Falfer? Uh, I rolled a, sorry, an eight. Oh, dear. Okay. Not much better. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the room starts to spin a little bit for you, Felfer. Okay. Okay. I try Please. to shrug it off. No. No. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you um, you guys have a conversation with him. Um, he says, how... 
Uh, how may I repay you? Uh, you? You said that the shipment has to go back to Vallecki. Yes. Uh, the barrels are currently stacked on the wagon. Well, we could drive the wagon all the way back for you. Well, uh, my my son and his wife, they 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 or my son and his sister will <laughs> maybe they're one and the same. Um yeah. But sorry. Um but he says uh, uh if if you they will they will take the wagon back, but uh they, they could use some some guarding if 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 you don't mind. Uh certainly it, it is we only have maybe three, four hours left of daylight. Again, then there's no time to waste. The reward we discussed was not just the wagon we were bringing back to Vallaki. That's correct. We were bringing back extra barrels of wine as well as a gold reward. Ah, yes. Do you guys remember if we settled on number? Honestly? Yeah, it was was 5,000 gold pieces. No, I knew that was coming. (laughs) It was no, it was more than that. Okay, he <laughs> digs into his back pocket and he pulls out a little pouch and he says, This is the thank you for what you have done. And but and some bottles of your finest wine. Well, I will do better than that. There is there should be some battles downstairs along uh, the back walls keeping cold. Uh, you may take one of those battles. Keeping cold. Preferably, if you have gold. Oh, that is the, the the brown mold in the in the back cellar. Very dangerous, dangerous, but good for chilling wine. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just do I remember if there was extra barrels down there? Because I remember Joel broke one. Uh, there were two barrels along the back wall and a bottle of wine that was kind of on the thing. The whole uh, shelf of bottles fell over and exploded. Remember? Oh, so All right. Sad. So there's one yeah. bottle and one barrel left. Yeah. Okay. Sterling, <laughs> would you like to get the barrel? Yes, I can carry it. And uh, I'll go get the bottle. Okay. Okay, so you guys hey, carry those up. Um and you guys you, put them in the back of the like again for the sake of the brevity. You guys put them in the back of the wagon. Um, his uh, his son, uh, Adrian, and uh, his daughter Elvir uh, gets up on the wagon. They load it all up, and you guys start to make your way back to Velaki. Fair. Yep. Fair. Yep. Uh, Fair. How much is in the pouch? Uh, it is uh, twenty gold. And ten silver. Okay. So a little shy of five thousand. <laughs> you want to keep track of that, Brandon? Yeah. Uh, I cannot because I don't have paper to write down right now. Does anybody have post-its or something? Okay, thanks. Okay, all right. So you guys are uh, on your way back to Valaki. We're off to see Valaki. Uh, it takes you two hours or so again to return. Uh, it is a non-threatening uneventful trip back uh but you are kind of getting back just before uh the sun sets um as the wagon kind of goes through the gates and down the streets you see people kind of lighten uh they start to they they obviously have missed and realized that that the the shipment hasn't come in a while and is actually quite they're quite overjoyed and happy uh, and smiling as you guys kind of cart this wagon through the western gate uh into Velaki. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, all right, back to uh, Rectavio and Esmeralda. Um, at this point, what do you guys want to kind of do with this situation? You guys are at the bar. You're having some drinks. Um, we have the festival that happens in three days. Um, you guys can decide how you bide your time during that time um, because we have only six hours today <laughs> and we're behind. Uh, so if, if there's something specific you, you guys kind of want to do. Six hours today? Yeah, it's only six hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> Plus our wild mount, which is three hours. So we're playing for nine hours today, Matt, just so. I, I'm never going to make it. Just so you <laughs> There's an hour in between each stream, so you're good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink these all night. There you go. Um, so as we as we spend this time, I'm going to try to I mean my my intention would be try to get to know her and have her trust me. I mean, my goal in our sort of this relationship as we yeah. start to build is that Esmeralda starts to trust Rictavio as a compatriot. Yeah. And I will do everything I can to sort of ingratiate myself to her and befriend her. Okay. Um, it, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and you do get the sense, Nora, that he is he's quite friendly, quite charming. Mm -hmm. uh, even though you don't necessarily believe this sort of circus carnival story, uh -huh. you do get the sense that he is a, a – there's something about him that strikes you as kind and something likable. Uh, mm. that that you really find yourself kind of uh, clinging to. Can I just point out one thing too, Jason? Is yeah. that he does carry a walking cane. So Rictavio does walk with a walking cane. Okay, he does have a cane. So are you performing in two days? As I'm saying, like I'm kind of yeah. probably drunk at this point. <laughs> yeah, you guys are well into your drinks. No, we are, we are in Barovia trying to collect talent. You don't by any chance eat fire, do you? I mean, not on purpose, but I can, you know, try. There's always a place for you in the circus if you eat fire. <laughs> you know what? You're all right. I'll, you know, for the right, uh, I guess people need some excitement around here. If I, if I want to try eating fire, if you Come can show me, me how to do it. I shall teach you the ways of the circus, my child. Mm. Uh, I would join you. Say, as, as we're getting closer to the, um, as we're getting closer to uh, the festival, as we're sort of waiting to sort of move through time, as a moment to sort of to solidify our friendship, I'll say to her, "It's like I have a secret for you. Can I show you something? What is it?" So the next morning we'll get up, and I'm like, "Come, come with me," and I'll grab the wolf steaks and um, the uh, apples, and I'll make my way over to my carriage, uh, my wagon. I was like, come, come with me, love. I want to show you something. You're going to love this. And I'll welcome you. I'll, I'll, I'll take the horse, and I'll string the horse up. And as we're doing it, I'll sing like a little ditty song that I've learned over, um, over my time in the circus. And I'll put you up on the wagon. I was like, come, I want to show you something glorious. It's something that like you've never seen before, I can assure you. Okay, but you're building this up a lot, so I'm like, what is? <laughs> oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's a little secret I'm sharing with you. But come, come, and I'll, I'll, I'll take the wagon um, about you know five miles out of the uh, of Balaki, and I'll find a little grove of trees, and I'll say, you stay there, stay there, darling, and I'll jump off the side, and I'll go around the back, 
And in a moment, I'll open up the back of it and I'll unlock the cage and I'll let out a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> and the tiger will run and take off into the woods. Run, child, run! You had that in there the whole time? Isn't she magnificent? Were you Look trying to kill me? <laughs> no, just watch her beauty. She's running in the wild. Have you ever seen anything more glorious? Look at her. Run, girl, run. You're insane. You're trying to kill I'm me. You'll kill everybody. No, it is our secret. Esmeralda, I'm sharing with this with you because I want you to know something. I care deeply about you, child. I do. You have in the a distance, very interesting the way of showing it. In the, in, the, in the distance along the streets, you hear, ah! Oh no, we're away from town. We're away oh. from town. Oh, you, you walked it out of town. You didn't just open it up and let it run. Oh, no, no, no. I grabbed the wagon. Oh, right, we okay. Five miles out of town, I opened it got so it. she could run in the wild. Got it, got it, cool, got, got it. Listen, I, I got to be honest with you. If if showing if showing people saber-toothed tigers is your love language, I'm very, very disturbed right now. I am alone, darling. There's a reason why I'm a lonely man. You might want to start with, you know, not doing things like that if you want to have some more people in your life. She's, there, she's friendly. Do you want to pet her? Look, come, Maybe. come back. Come what's back, my an Wait, what's my animal handling before I try to... <laughs> I, um, I will possibly in... Uh, I, will, I will try. To, to pet the saber-toothed tiger out of okay. trying to trust him. So as Rictavio calls her back, she uh, come, uh, come. runs back and she actually starts to kind of circle your legs, but doesn't, her, her gaze does not leave Esmeralda as she kind of does a figure eight around you. That's it, girl. Here, hand her the wolf steak. She loves wolf steak. Come here, baby, come here. <laughs> she sits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, under the wolf stake. Go, go. Uh, uh, okay, okay. So I, I grab this bloody wolf stake mm -hmm. and slowly eat, eat gently, darling. Eat gently. Give me an animal handling check, Nora. Please don't oh, kill me. I'll um, I'll give her a guidance. I'll give a small blessing of guidance. Oh, okay. Uh, I rolled a nineteen, and so what? Ah. Do I roll? Another what? Four. Yeah, four. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, she actually gingerly kind of takes it, and these massive teeth kind of take this steak, and she kind of pulls it from you. But as soon as she pulls it from you, she kind of pulls back maybe a foot, and then just attacks it on the ground, and it just starts to kind of tear it apart. Ha! And so, like, I'm super uh, excited with. How long have you had this thing? Did you, have, did you train it? Yes, she's well trained. Well trained indeed. Let me tell you, where did you get the saber tooth tiger? Had her since she was a puppy. She's on a mission, as I am. I cannot share that with you now, but just know she has a purpose. Wow. I'm on a mission too, but maybe I'll tell you about that someday. I would like to hear your mission. In sooth, what is it? Speak to me now. There's no one around. <sighs> I'm looking for somebody. Yes, who? Somebody that uh, I owe him a great debt to my life. Speak on. What is his name? Uh, I'm looking for a, a man named Van Richten. He's a very important person to me. Van Dichten? Van Richten. Van Richten. Ah, yes. I know his legacy well. I'm looking for him because uh, he's 
somebody I owe a great debt to. Yes. Speak on. What is it that you owe him? What has he given to you? He allowed me to keep my life when perhaps I didn't deserve it. Nothing that I did, but uh, something my people have done. I'm gonna make a, um, I'm gonna make a check arbitrarily to make sure he's not crying, that he doesn't, that he doesn't well up with tears. I wanna okay. see how well he yeah. can sort of hold it, things together. His composure, sure. So I rolled a 14, so I like 17. Yeah, and so you, your heart is breaking because you know who you are and what you mean, uh, but you're managed, you know the importance of, and, and your conviction in this situation. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so I, I, I hold that moment and I, I say, I know the legend of your Van Richten. He is you know? a, a troubled and brave man. And I, what I do know of him, I met him once long, long ago, is that if you were to say to him what you have said to me now, I am confident he would forgive you and he would continue to love you as deeply as he probably already does. I hope so. But for now, <clears throat> yes, let's get this little baby back in the wagon and let's return for, get ready for the festivities. And he'll go and, and, and take, um, uh, his his baby saber tooth tiger. Come on, boy. Come on, get a play. Yes, girl. That's a girl. And I'll get her up back up yeah. into the wagon. As as you're doing that, uh, Rictavio, she actually starts to. No, sniff. girl. No, is not the time. And she starts, and she actually turns her gaze towards Esmeralda, and something changes in her as she smells, and as she starts to sniff, something familiar on the wind that she has caught from Esmeralda. And you can see that her the fur on the back of her back starts to raise. Um, okay. Hold, hold, hold please. Uh, hold, please. Um, what is happening? This is, don't make eye contact. Don't move suddenly. And she starts to kind of- Don't make eye contact. Like don't back okay. into- Almost like like she's potentially ready to like yes, just getting ready I to lunch. Jason. <laughs> I'll what cast do you thaumaturgy. Do? I'll cast thaumaturgy. Okay. And I'll I'll um go alpha. No girl in the wagon now. Uh, give with me a, a cleric voice. Yeah, give me animal uh, ha uh animal handling with advantage, please. With advantage. Um. Ooh, 211, so 15. Okay, with a 15, uh, she backs up backwards up the ramp as she kind of like watches and she's looking up at you and looking at Esmeralda a little confused by now, her training. Bro, now! And she enters in and she goes inside. Okay. How many animals do you have? How many? No, that was the, uh, that was the, um, that was a saber tooth. That was a saber tooth. Okay, I thought that was a different. Um, Never mind. <laughs> why does she smell Vistani? Uh, why does she spell um, Vistani on you? Uh, oh well, you know that's that's uh, an interesting question. Um, <laughs> speak, your, speak your truth now, child. Do I know she's Vistani? 
Yeah. Oh. And, and, and you actually just now are making that connection. Oh, uh, that was a bad idea. Okay, good. Oh, then I don't ask her that question. If I know that. Yeah. Uh, it it say, just clicked. Um, yeah, I'll copy that. Okay. Well, just click for me too. So I say to you, she is, um, she's been pent up for quite some time. I'm sure it has nothing to do with you. Come, let's, let us make our way back to the city. Um, but you did see me cast a, a small cantrip of thaumaturgy and you recognize that his voice was like big and booming. Okay. Okay. Just as long as there is no more surprises. No, 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 no surprises. I am exactly what you think I am. Uh, I will jump back in the wagon and make our way back to town. Okay. Make your way back to town. You again uh, stow your wagon in the stockyard. The party, you guys settle at the Blue Water Inn. You still have your rooms there. Uh, as promised, uh, Irwin gives you stay and is overjoyed by the fact that you've brought him back his wine. It's only two barrels, but it's it'll it'll last them a little while longer. And you explain nice. to them that wine will start to be um, kind of produced on a regular basis. Um, then at that point, so you guys have, like I said, uh, I guess uh, Matt, I, I'm assuming that happened kind of the next day. You guys have spent a night of drinking in the Blue Water Inn. You sent her to go see the the, the saber tooth tiger the following day. Um, and so there's another day left until mm -hmm. the thing. We'll speed it along. If any of the party wants to do anything in Velaki before uh, the festival happens, let me know. Jeez. We're fully rested, right, Jay? Yep. Okay. Yeah, fully rest up. Yeah. Uh, I, I got nothing. Anyone else? Can no. I do? Can I say one thing before, like on the next day, to uh, to Rictavio? Yep. Uh, hey, I have a secret I want to share with you as well. Ah, about time. What is it, my child? So the reason why I'm here and the reason why I'm looking for Van Richten is I've been studying his books and I'm looking for, and I make sure that nobody is like within hearing range. Yep. I'm looking for Strad because I plan on killing him. Da, 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 da. Don't tell anybody. I, um... <laughs> I'm going to uh, take a perception check. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure that we're not, there's no ravens around, there's no humans around. Yeah. Uh, I don't see or perceive anything. Um, okay. I hear that name and yeah. I'll say to her, in sooth, good girl, please let us not discuss this again within the city walls. If by chance you want to take a walk far, far away from these parts, we may, but let's not discuss that now. I hear your secret. I receive your secret and just know you have a quiet ally in me, but we may not, we must not speak of these things here. Is that understood? I understand. His reach is dark and long and deep. Never underestimate his power. Um, in this moment, just, can you cut, catch me up, Jason, on where I'm at with the party? When they come back, are we friendly? Or, yeah. I don't know where you've left us. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're friendly. Uh, you've met them already. Uh, you spent some time with them. Uh, for, Did I know uh, they were going to get the wine? No, you don't. Okay. Um, uh, but you can give me um, an investigation check to see if, if maybe you've gotten information during that time. 
to see if, if you've kind of talked to, you know what I mean? Gather that sort of information. Well, as they return, aren't they returning the heroes to bring the wine? Yes. Yes. But whether or not you're in the, in, in the, in, at the end at that time, uh, is, okay. is, is up to okay. be, to be, yeah, debated. I so a I rolled a 19. So. Yeah. So I would say that you actually talked to the Martikovs. They told you, you asked about the party. Uh, you're obviously interested and, and want to kind of know what they're up to, uh, and kind of are following their movements. He, uh, Irwin told you they went to the wizard of wines winery to get his, to, to see what happened with the shipment. Uh, then you do hear word that they have returned with the wine, uh, that night after the saber tooth thing, you actually all find yourselves in the in together. Um, I'll perform, I'll yep. perform for everyone as the bard that I am yep. of, of great renown and inability yes. to sing, but yep. can play a, a, a wonderful lute. Um, yep. I'll perform the night to celebrate these heroes of wineries. Awesome. What story do you weave for them, Matt, as you are a grand teller of stories? Yeah, I'm, you know, my story is one of, um, of the nature of heroes, that the true nature of heroes is not always known and, and, and it's not always lived out loud, but the nature of heroes is someone that rises from the shadows to do incredible deeds. And in the moments of like, of like connectivity, I'll look at Esmeralda and sort of land beats with her. And the story is about, you never know who it is that will, that will change the course of time and history. So it's big and grand and sweeping. And I'll throw in like little cantrips and little thaumaturgy to like, it, to, to make it riveting and exciting. Oh, wow. Mr. Optimistic. Wow. Yes, optimism is all we have in these days of, of covered sun and, and, and internal fog. We must be the sun that lacks in the very skies of Barovia itself. Well put. Well put. That's beautiful. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Does he say that? Do yes. I hear you say that? Yes. Oh, shadowy. Oh, shadowy wizard. I'm sorry that the darkness permeates every single step of your existence. But is there not a room for light and hope in your world anywhere? Look amongst your friends. Look who you travel with. That is love itself. Does that not buoy you in any such way? Listen here, Bard. The darkness is my comfort. The darkness is in who I trust. Oh, here he goes. And in no other can I put my trust. Wow. We've put our trust in each other a little bit on this journey, haven't we? I, on occasion, we've had to even trust you. <laughs> Which, you're right, is very dark. Yes, and I recall very recently you revived Falfer yourself. No one told you to do that. Ah, it was a yes. To the situation. A beacon of hope lies within the dark and brooding. How <laughs> magical! <laughs> can, I, can I get the party to make an insight check, please? Oh <laughs> shit! Am I part of that or no? No, no, just the party. And. 11 well, for me. I'm not even going to make you roll performance, Matt, because that was beautiful. Ah, well. <laughs> uh, I think they uh, a 20, um, not natural. 22. Okay. Uh, anybody over a, like a, uh, actually, Esmeralda, can you roll me a deception check, please? Sure. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> six. Okay. Anybody over a six uh, with that insight check? Um, you can tell that Esmeralda is... Uh, Esmeralda's actually quite... It, it seems like she's actually trying to hide the fact that she's Vistani. You guys have spent now quite a bit of time with Vistani up to this point, um, but she is not flaunting it. She's not promoting it. Um, anybody at like a 15 plus uh, are convinced of it. Uh, but this is just something that's kind of playing in your mind. You do know that Vistani, you heard from the Vistani that you visited with, are not allowed in Velaki. Uh, so it's interesting that she's here and you understand why she would be keeping it to herself. She's the one I tried to kill before, right? Nope, you've never oh. met her. This is, oh. she's brand new. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I see that that uh, Rictavio is familiar with this party, yes? Uh, yes, and and quite friendly. Uh, oh, these are friends of yours? You know, we are all travelers in this dark and brooding world, but yes, we have become this is now, friends. This is now the second time he has made uh, wonderful stories for us. Uh, we are we are so thankful for your uh, storytelling abilities, my friend. Well, yes. I, I prefer it to the wine. I'll just well, don't let together. A it's a lethal combination, is it not? Uh, don't be silly, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, what happened with that dream pie? I'm. Yeah, I'm you tripped pretty freaking hard on the way back <laughs> to Velaki. Um, okay. and you guys know that basically Falfer. Um, ended up curled up kind of in a field position, rocking himself in the back of the wagon. Yes. Um, Falfer, you again visited your father during that time. Okay. For the full two-hour journey, um, you, you, you frolicked with him, you ran through the meadows, you hunted foxes together. It was actually a quite <laughs> magical couple hours. And then, you woke, and then you wake to the harsh reality of Barovia. Uh, I'm starting to hate this place. Except for your stories, they're quite well, quite quite well received. Um, thank you. Uh, what what is our uh, what is our our uh, have we done everything that we need for you, Rick Davio? Have is there something that we can be of service for your for you? Oh my, what an offer! Um, in sooth, there is nothing that I need from you. Hmm. Question is, what can we do together? That is the grand question. But is why is question. that the question? Say that again. I'm sorry, I did not hear you. I said, but why is that the question? We live in tumultuous and interesting times, do we not? Yes, you know, I'm trying to uh, put for your circus again, are you? I missed that, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, I said... You're not trying to recruit for your circus again, are you? Oh, he asked me earlier. Oh, he, oh, really? he did? Yeah, uh, fire eater, I don't know. I've never done it before. I, I ask of you not to participate in the circus, but as we grow to know each other better, as we spend this time in fellowship, it becomes clear to me that we, say, we share the same sorts of inspirations and i think in sooth that we may perhaps help each other in the long run for whatever our journey is perhaps there is a, a crossroads that we will all come to at the same time 
You know, I love the combination of the world maybe and perhaps into the compound world mayhaps. Yes. There's something there's something soothing about it. It is the English abbreviation of two words. It makes the it makes the sentence so much shorter, mayhaps. <laughs> Indeed. But in suits that there is between us a shared inspiration to rise up and change elements that we live under. But this is not the time nor the place to have this conversation. Is that, is does everyone understand what I'm saying? Not at all. <clears throat> <laughs> I think maybe. Uh, perhaps I understand. Well, then perhaps we should arrange an opportunity for us to meet somewhere outside of the city to have a real inspired discussion about what the future holds for all of us. For together, Mayhaps indeed. Mayhaps indeed. For together, we are a very formidable group, are we not? Indeed. indeed yes. mm. That is for another time. Tonight we drink and tell stories. Do I happily eating a dream pie? Uh, no, that was on the way back from, from the oh, Wizard of Wine Winery. Thank God. Okay. Uh, okay good. So, uh, you guys um, are, you guys enjoy some much needed rest over the next day or so. You visit, you tell stories, um, and you guys enjoy your time. At this point, we're going to take a quick break, uh, a bio break, and need to set up kind of the table for the next. Uh, half of the of the session we will be right back in about 15 minutes or so folks at home we had mentioned before that you can actually we we at realmsmith we want to make our uh streams interactive so in this session in the second half you will be able to spend bits in the chat to actually affect combat on the table um so get your bits fingers ready we've talked about that for like weeks now uh we do jazz hands now here guys nora and matt if you can just <laughs> Indulge us in Jason, those are bits fingers, dude. Sorry, bits fingers. Uh, but yeah, uh, and a hundred bits uh works towards one attack. That's how this is going to work. Um, so militia, prepare yourselves um for what may or may not happen uh in the coming uh couple hours, and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. All right, guys. Right back. Yeah, you can put up that that screen. Audio is off, Julian.
Hey everyone, welcome back. After a short break, uh, the interface is a little wonky because uh, during the break, we just had to kind of readjust some things. So Julian, our wonderful uh, producer is just on all of that. So we'll just deal with that in the next little bit. Want to remind everyone again that in this next half, you could potentially spend bits to affect the actual gameplay on the table. Uh, 100 bits is an attack. So just get your bits fingers ready, and that is a great way to support what we do, and it takes resources to do it, and that's just one awesome way that you can help to support Realmsmith and, uh, and all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, also want to thank everyone for making this your preferred uh, uh, entertainment for the day uh, during this crazy time when we're all kind of at home looking for things to, 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 to spend our time and lift our spirits. And, and what better way to lift spirits than a great uh, jaunt across <laughs> Barovia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hopefully you've had some laughs and uh, are entertained and uh, will enjoy the next half of our session. Um, we do have, again, another about an hour and a half or so of this left. After that, we're going to take about an hour break, and we'll be back with the prologue for Tides of Wildmount. That is our episode zero of our um, Wildmount campaign that is premiering uh, April 6th. That is a week on Monday, which we're super excited. We're going to do that for three or four months, and then we're going to come back to Strahd after that so that we can play in and end on Halloween. So that is the plan. Um which is quite perfect and quite fitting um, for all of that stuff. I want everybody to say thank you to Josh and Julian for doing such an incredible job tonight. Yeah, uh, It's been really, really great and really Thanks. wonderful. Um, and uh, we are social distancing in the studio, but it does take multiple people to do this. So we're just, we're a skeleton crew <laughs> and we're doing our best to make this work. All right. You guys ready to jump back in? Let's oh, yeah. do it, Jay. Okay. You guys have currently um, assembled in the town square. Uh, this is three days after they had said that the festival was going to take place. Under threatening skies, a parade of unhappy children dressed as flowers trudges through the muddy streets, leading the way for a group of sorry-looking men and women carrying a 10-foot diameter wicker ball. The burgomaster and his smiling wife, who holds a sad bouquet of wilting flowers, follows the procession on a wagon. Sorry, on horseback behind the wagon, which is carrying the wicker ball. A weary, spe uh, weary spectators watch from their shops. The ball is borne to the town square. There, it is hoisted and hung from a 15-foot-high wooden scaffold. And townsfolk take turns splashing it with oil before the wicker sun can be set ablaze. Uh, if we can just switch to the table view there. Josh, if we can just bring the bring the wagon up here and we can just put that wicker ball on the, on the scaffold. Yeah. 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 Can we switch to the table cam there? Uh, there we go. There is the Velaki town square. So mm. quaint. You can see that there's a, a, a there's a uh, scaffold on the right there. You can take the wicker ball off the wagon and just hang it from the actual scaffold there. Yeah. Perfect. And then if we can just shift the camera just a touch so that we can see uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, wh what do you guys want to do here? You're, you're kind of, uh, we've put you on the street there. Is there anywhere specifically in this, in this scenario that you guys want to be um, during this time while you're watching the procession here? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just looking at the map. I'll for sure be sort of where those um, where those boxes are off yeah. in the behind the fountain. I want to be out of sort of the middle of the throng. I'm going to social distance. just behind the scaffold. In um, into a shadow. Okay. Okay. Falfer. I'm going to be right near where those stalks. Remember the stalks from the town yard by the by those kind of hiding ever so slightly my my yeah. size well you're you're right in front of where everybody's looking though so that's going to be a tough place to hide that is where okay. the ball is being currently the giant ball in. is okay yeah um then then across the town square on the other side of the street okay he wants to be on the opposite corner okay um anyone else specific have specific places they want to be i'll be uh, uh, sort of close to where the ball is just taking it all in, kind of enjoying everyone's enjoyment. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Find me a nice shadowy corner. <laughs> I'm going to be in the vicinity of where uh, Rictavio is, but not too close by. Uh, and I would like to, do I have any, like a line of sight to any guards or anybody that I could see on their face? Like if anything was. Yeah. Give me a perception check first off. Okay. Oh, it's a 19 on the die. What is my perception? Uh, 19. Yeah, so you see that there are two guards that are escorting the wagon. There mm -hmm. is a guard who is standing just in front of the ball to make sure that that goes well. And there's also a guard you can see there that is across the, the square on the opposite corner. So currently only four guards in this area. Okay, so as long as I'm not in plain view of everybody, but still have a line of sight on them. Okay, so you can put it by the market stalls, Esmeralda. Um, oh, no, this the market stalls in the opposite <coughs> corner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone else specific? No? I just want to be around yeah. Sterling. You can put, uh, where's Sterling? Where do you want to be? I was thinking I'd probably be, um, do, do I get a foreboding feeling? Uh, of what? Like, what are you trying to discern at this point? So, I mean, I, I, party members are kind of taking positions here. Um, do I feel like I need to do something to help keep these kids safe and help them escape if something goes down? Uh, give me an insight check. 22. Okay. With a 22, right now, it just feels like a procession. Um, it's actually, you know, everybody's kind of dour. It's raining. It's overcast. Typical day in Barovia. Um, but uh, it's a sad vision or it's a sad display, but it looks like they're doing their best to enjoy themselves at this point. Okay. You don't get any sort of sense of danger right now. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess me and Callie will be closer to Dimitri then. Put Callie in uh, closer to Dimitri with, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Great. Go, Josh. <laughs> All right. All of a sudden, um, the <laughs> you love it when I say that. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, the sky tears open in a sudden downpour, and it starts to ah. rain fairly heavily. Uh, the burgomaster, standing in front of the wicker ball there, raises his hands and, and puts his hands to calm the crowd uh, and says, all will be well, all will be well, as he brandishes a sputtering torch and marches defiantly through the rain toward the wicker ball. Uh, you can put the uh, the burgomaster by the, by the ball. Um, only to have his torch go out as he thrusts it into the sphere. 
Um, a singular laugh erupts from the crowd, drawing the burgomaster's fiery gaze, as well as gasps from the townsfolk. <laughs> uh, do you laugh out loud as well, Felfer? Yep. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let a snicker. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of a sudden, the burgomaster looks at that at that uh, at at the guard who snickered, and looks at you as well. Um, and with this rage kind of in his eyes, says, "Guards, seize them!" Oh. And that one guard approaches you, Falfer. I I run to 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 hide somewhere. Which direction? Oh, Jason. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm gonna cast. What are you casting? I'm going to cast Scorching Ray on the ball and I'll make a big scene. Look, it burns. It burns. Well done, Burgermaster. Well done indeed. Very good. Um, <laughs> I'd like you to make a deception check with advantage on that. Um, are you making it, uh, or, or unless you're not making it obvious that you're actually casting, are you trying to hide the fact that you're casting? Yeah, I'm, I'm casting. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to pay attention. My, my idea is that yeah. they're starting to pay attention to the laughs i'm yeah. trying to distract i'm going to try to end that without conflict by yeah, casting I like it. this flame strike yeah deception with advantage please um yeah i rolled uh 17 which is a 21 the Bur burgomaster kind of jumps back as a scorching ray hits the ball and it ignites and he he immediately the guards still are moving towards them um but he is momentarily um distracted as the guards almost approach Felfer, Felfer, they turn to look at this now blazing, exploded, you know, it, there's there's obviously an impact of explosion as it lit. Uh, they turn, you have a moment to get away. I'd like okay. you to make a, um, I'd say a stealth check with advantage at this point against that guard for okay. the, for the uh, distraction. That's going to be a, uh, that is a 22. Okay, so you, which way do you want to go? Uh, I'm going to go, again, on the opposite corner, try to hide behind Sterling. And I'm, and my hide is pretty good, yeah. being how small I am. Okay, heading over to hide behind Sterling, uh, yeah. you actually manage to kind of like start to weave through the crowd, and the guard turns back around, and he starts to kind of look at you. Uh, the, other the other guard does get to that other militia member and seizes him. Um, and the burgomaster kind of turns back around, uh, is happy, holds up the torch in in happiness uh and in success of doing what he's able to do um but turns back towards that militia member and says tie him to the horse and then the guard starts to drag the militia member over towards the burgomaster at this point um you hear cries of uh desperation come from the north end of town as a uh, apparently possibly drunken, somewhat haggard uh, human bursts in onto the scene and says, they're coming, they're coming, everybody, run, run. As that happens, everyone starts to panic and move about. The burgomaster kind of looks over at him, doesn't quite understand what happens when you hear a bell start to sound from the northern direction where you know the northern gate that leads uh, to to Lake Zarovich exists. What do you guys all do at this moment? Huh. Uh, I'm going to take a step um, back from the burning thing because it's a bit hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
how far? I mean, it's hard to sort. I I can't. I don't really know everyone's mini. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the. I mean, are, can I'll say everyone collect here, and I'll have them try to get everyone near the burning flame. Okay. Um, trying to collect this group together to get yeah. to, to 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 start to work towards action. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna collect towards where uh, where Matt is. Yep. Does Same. everybody also want to do that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Everybody's gonna collect. Okay. We work together. Okay, so you guys all kind of get towards that. Now, uh, viewers at home, um, if you want to switch over to me, to, to, to the big view there, uh, Julian, real quick. Uh, viewers at home, this is your opportunity. As the Valachian militia, you've been preparing for this now for uh, days. Uh, the commander of the guard has asked you folks to join the fight against Strahd uh, during this time and to help to keep Valaki safe. Um, you hear what you know is the symbol or the sign of grave danger. It's a bell that is ringing that is calling you all to the north gate. The militia makes their way to the north gate, and um, move the camera. And then, um, and as you clamber up to the top of the wall, you look out towards where the road from Lake Zarovich is, and you see that there is a mass of zombies. Oh, shambling huh. towards the town. You can reveal that now, Julian. Uh, as these zombies are, are, are coming into town, you all take your positions on the wall. Did we lose everyone, dude? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> we're trying, folks. We're trying. There we go. Ha ha! The walls of Valaki. And you see that there is a line of zombies starting to shamble into uh, approaching the town. Um, the captain of the guard says to you, knock an arrow, as a whole line of archers prepare that moment. We're going to go back to the party for a second as you folks prepare to take that shot. Um, party, what do you do? Uh, Jay, is that a... Is that a uh, an archery house or like a, a where I see there's like a bridge between the two buildings. Yeah. You're not nowhere near here yet. You would have to head to the North end of town in order to be there. To, to this be is there, probably okay. like a, like a three, four minute kind of walk. Okay. If you were Never to run, mind, you get there in a couple minutes. I thought it was just the other side of the square, but I get yeah, it. Now. No, no. Uh, who is we're using, sorry, we're using movie magic here. Not is not always as it seems. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, I want to ask who's coming. Because we hear the yelling, but but we don't know who's coming thus far right now. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So who are you asking specifically? Because it's it's pretty much pandemonium at this point. I'll um, ask the group. Like, who is coming? Which which yeah. I do group. not know. Rick Davio, do you know? Esmeralda. No, wait. Uh, yeah, she's with us. She's with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah do, do, do you know who these are? Yeah, do I know that this is this? I mean, I've been here longer than sort of everyone. Yeah. Do I understand that this is the sound for um, grave danger? Yes, you know that this is the sound of grave danger. Um, you haven't heard this before, but you have heard um, rumor that when there is an attack on the town, which is typically Strahd's minions or uh, dire wolves or something to that effect, that they right. ring a, a bell to bring the militia to that gate or to that area to fight whatever is a potential uh, threat. Okay, so I'll say is whatever it is, it is grave indeed. We work as a unit and stay together. To the North Gate, 
let us work as a team and all lead us towards that North Gate as, um, a, as a line of defense against whatever it is. That's if I may, though, if I may, yes. why are we defending this area? Why don't we just escape through the opposite gate? You, my friend, can leave in cowardice as you so desire, but I will rise up and protect the innocent people of Velaki. You are either with me or against me. Now is your time to make a decision. There's a battle to be won, Roan. That's our job. We must defend these people. Yes, Warforged. You travel with brave and noble men. Then all of you are standing with the Bard? It would not be the first time you leave us alone. Back to the, with that, back to the wall. Uh, as the commander of the guard says, ready, aim, loose. As you loose arrows, a volley of arrows towards the zombies. What's going to happen is Julian is going to count up how many of those attacks come through in the chat, and that will uh, directly impact and turn into rolls that I will make of the sixes, because I have a whole ton of them here uh, to make. <laughs> so uh, we'll give that a moment. We'll go back to the... Po- 400 arrows? Oh, 400 bits. <laughs> Holy jeez. Oh. <laughs> 400 arrows. I don't have that many dice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, and we are going to use our Elderwood Academy uh, dice tower here. Uh, that is, oh, that's a good roll. 14 points of damage. Uh, as arrows start to... Um, dig deep into the zombies as they start to approach the town uh, and start to stagger. None have gone down yet, actually, uh, as wow. multiple zombies are hit at this time. Uh, can you, Josh, can you move the, the zombies another uh, 20 feet forward, please? Towards, okay, towards the, uh, yeah. Another volley of arrows hits as well. Wow. This oh, is whoa, wicked, Those are dude. the rules. Six, four, five, four. Awesome. Okay. Are you guys uh, are you guys seeing the Twitch chat right now? It's yeah. like lit up. <laughs> wow. Two awesome. zombies go down in the front. Josh, you can remove two zombies. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so great. That's really cool. Okay. Another 800. <laughs> so that is another eight arrows. One, two, three, four. Oh, dude. This is so amazing. This is awesome. Uh, another have to fight. Another five, uh, four, four zombies go down. Uh, okay, Commander of the Guard says, hold! As they start to approach, you guys are, uh, the militia is currently re-knocking uh, and rearming, ready to go. We are going to go back to the party at this point. Out front, as you guys start to move towards the north gate, out from behind you, you hear a familiar voice. It is Erwin uh, uh, Markov. And he says, he yells out, and he says, my friends, listen. There is an attack. The north wall, it is zombies. They are attacking the town. It is a distraction. There are vampires at the church. Ah. A distraction. Not vampires. I say, what? And I take out my rapier. I hate vampires. A distraction from whom? Wells, please. We need your help. (sighs) As he urges you to to head instead towards the church. To the church. You guys turn over and you guys start to head to the church it's about if you're running kind of full blast it's about uh, a four to five minute jaunt across town okay you guys start that way back go back to the wall ready aim loose as a volley of arrows shoots over the wall towards holy mother more arrows (laughs) 
This is so epic. This is great job, guys. That's awesome. Thanks, folks at home. You guys are going to win this battle. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. How do we even count this? Math is not my thing. <laughs> oh, man, we got to do this more another, for every one of our future battles. We are doing another this. four zombies go down. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> you guys make like it to the, the church, and uh, you see that the door is actually hanging on its hinges. Uh, it has been broken in and bashed in. As you enter, uh, what is your marching order? I need a marching order for the church, and I need the character minis. Uh, I'm going to be behind be- Sterling. Right. I'm planning to be a little closer to the front, if not at the front, if possible. Yeah, okay. I'll be keeping stride with Sterling as well. Okay, Sterling's in the front. Okay, uh, so then I'll be behind Dimitri then. Is there a light inside the church? Uh, it looks like there are some uh, torches lit inside the church, yes. All right. The sun is also starting I'll to go down at this point. Okay, um, while we were heading to the church, I will have asked Callie to cast light on my shield again, just in case. Okay. Uh, it is lit uh, in the I'll, church by I'll torches. I'll cast mage years. armor. Okay. On the way, I'll, I'll cast mage armor on the way. Okay. Uh, militia, you're holding tight until the commander of the guard gives you another order. And so Julian has a breather for a minute. <laughs> uh, just okay. Uh, all right. So you guys make it to the church here. Pass me the camera here. Okay, so marching order. We have Sterling, Dimitri, Callie, right by Sterling. We have Roan kind of in the back. Falfer in the middle, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, we can get a view of the uh, church now, Julian. Um, where do you want to be, Rictavio? Um, I'll be near the front. My idea is to, uh, to enter into, as I start to go in, I start pulling out a little a holy water. Yeah. Um, and I start moving to cast. Uh, a magic circle. So I'm going to try to put a magic circle um, uh, uh, near the front, near the fighters. Okay. So uh, it'll be somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the, right in the middle of here? Oh. Of the church? Oh. Uh, no, in the middle of the group. Oh, okay. And, and just for the sake of everyone at home, uh, what does that do? Um, yeah, so it's a 10-foot radius. Uh, yep. And creatures willingly, can't willingly... Uh, it be, evil creatures can't willingly enter that non uh, that circle. That magic. Very circle. nice. Okay, so you want to do it right in the entrance of the church here? Uh, if they do, the, the the creatures take disadvantage on the attack roll. Yeah. Um, and the in the creature, uh, the good characters can't be charmed or frightened or possessed uh, inside the circle. So it's okay. all everyone inside the circle is at dis. All the bad guys are at disadvantage. Yeah. So nice. as I cast. I'm going to put that on the warriors, like right as right on the fray, yeah. so that um, the warriors in front have um, are being attacked at disadvantage. Yeah, love it, love it, cool. Okay, um, all right. So you 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 basically, as you guys are kind of running through, you see this circle erupt from the ground. These glyphs glowing. Uh, now rising and, and lighting the entrance area. As Rictavio casts this, you all notice, wait a second, this isn't necessarily what you expected from Rictavio at this time. Uh, Sterling enters the church. Uh, and uh, Esmeralda, where do you want to be? Um, I will enter last, I guess. Okay, yep. 
So and you're right behind Roan, yep. Yes. Is there are there any other entrances that I see besides that main entrance? Um not from this angle, no. Okay, and then the was the magic circle cast around us or around the entrance? It's it's right in the entrance. Basically where Sterling is standing right now. No, right no, no, no sorry. I, let me be clear. Oh. Yep. So I'm sorry. The, it, I'm looking at it now. So the, the vampires are inside, correct? That's what you've been well, you told they're at the church, and all at this point you know is that they uh ha, that the door was bashed open. So that's what you assume. Great. So I'm going to cast it right at, right at the intersection, right before the altar, or right before the um, the pews. Yeah. I'm going to cast it there. And Here. then generally what you would think would be shining glyphs in yeah. this Barovian nightmare of a landscape, yeah. they kind of come out putrid and brown. Yeah. Like it's like it's not what you expect from this sort of huh. magic. And as I, I cast it forward, and then I pull a sword out of my, um, my walking stick. Shing! <laughs> awesome <Ooh>. all right <laughs> uh, as you as you breach the doorway here and this this circle goes up you see that there is a priest um rictavio you know him as lucian that is currently splayed out backwards on the altar and there is a vampire over him uh with teeth bared about to take a bite as it opens its its mouth uh it, it, you guys come through, it, 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 it sees this explosion of magic, it turns around and <sighs> hisses at you um, with a bloody face, which is dripping currently down its front. Um, I would like you guys to roll initiative. Huh. It falls. Sorry, kids. And I would like uh, back to the wall, which I can just do this now. <laughs> Back to the wall. Not a lot of zombies left. Um, as the commander of the guard says, loose! And a volley of arrows. Holy crap. Holy. <laughs> uh, as 19 arrows <laughs> are shot. Dude, so great. I feel like the militia <laughs> deserves to be in the ninth. <laughs> 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 I know, right? Just a swarm of people at home. So cool. yeah. another another uh, three zombies go down as we they're dwindling uh, quite rapidly, actually, um, as they approach the town. Uh, but militia at home, you do see that just on the edge of the woods, more are starting to flood towards the town. And you are you also do notice people at home uh, and Valachian uh, militia that uh, they're dripping wet, soaked, waterlogged, their, their skin almost like it's falling off the bone after a long time uh, of water exposure. Um, with the amazing perception checks that you all just made, you imagine actually that Strahd has been storing this army of zombies at the bottom of Lake Velaki just for a time like this because they uh. don't have to breathe, because they don't have to live by normal means. Back to the church. Uh, can I get um, can I get initiative rolls for everyone? What do you guys got? I got an eighteen. Let's go twenty to twenty-five. Twenty-three. Callie, uh, fifteen to twenty. Fifteen. Uh, eighteen so for Falfer. Eighteen for Falfer. Seventeen for Matt. And David, what? Fifteen for Roan. 
15 for Rome. Um, uh, five to 10? Sorry, ten, yeah, uh, 10 to 15, sorry. So, okay, <laughs> then we have, okay. And then um, uh, five to 10. Nobody? Okay, 10 to five. I uh, one to five, sorry. <laughs> I got a three. Okay, that's <laughs> typical. Sterling. Dimitri? So I have a zero. Oh, oh every time Again, yes. it's, that, it's that wonderful dexterity that you have. Don't you have negative As, two? Yeah, yeah, I rolled two. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Callie, you're up. What do you do? I'm shooting an arrow at him. Okay, do it. And this looks like a female vampire spawn. Oh, her. Shoot or an arrow at her. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, happy. Oh, Hank's not happy. That's not Hank. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's me. Else. Sorry, guys. Oh, cool. It's okay. <laughs> all good. We like for babies. All right. So what do you want me to do? Just roll? Yeah, roll uh, d20 for your attack. Oh, shoot. Okay. 12. Add your modifier. 12 and... Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, and then I roll like 20 and add what to it? Uh, whatever your plus is after to hit. Gotcha. Okay. Wait. Um, sorry. This one. And oopsies. Oh, I suck at this when I'm all alone. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so it's plus five. Yeah. So okay. 20, right? So, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 20. Now roll damage. D6. Yeah. Six sided dice. And then add your damage bonus to four that. Four plus four plus three. Okay. So seven points of damage. Yeah. Um, seven points of damage as your arrow uh, impacts the back of this vampire. Um, it, you felt like your your shot was true, and you felt like uh, it was right on point, and it only dug in maybe an inch or two. It didn't uh, pierce like it would typically, or you expect your arrows to pierce okay. um, uh, vampire flesh. Um, at that point, five more vampire spawn drop from the ceiling. Nice. <sighs> what the? There we go. That's in and hard. around the one, the vampire spawn that is currently over the, peer, the the priest turns around, averting its gaze. For the first time, you actually notice that there is a boy to your right, Sterling, who uh, is on the ground with a bite out of his neck. Um, I'd like you to make a quick medicine check for me. Okay. It's a natural one. Okay, you don't know anything. Um, uh, and in this moment, as the vampire spawn in this moment, burst as the uh, from the ceiling and, and land, the stained glass window that surrounds the church explodes in a shatter of colored glass as swarms of bats enter the church and start to, to, to swarm and circle all around the party. No bats, go! The... One bat starts to descend, and as it begins to land, you see it transform into a humanoid. This person is tall, six feet, incredibly handsome, pallid skin, lightly armored. And I'd like to introduce our guest for this evening, Mr. Matt Mercer as Strahd. Boom. <laughs> oh. oh oh matt it is your oh. initiative order sir awesome 
my gosh. So it would seem it is. So we're going to die. <laughs> that is up to you, I think. The figure uh... after uh, going into his regal uh, humanoid form turns over towards the rather intensely ragged looking croup that is gathered at the front of this church. <laughs> uh, I do love to see when hope falls before us. But, and as everyone is keeping within that magic circle, you said? Uh, well, uh, only currently uh, the Warforged is in, uh, is, oh, sorry, nobody's in that ma magic circle. It's about uh, 20 feet from, or 10 feet from where they are. Ah, gotcha. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> <Nope. shit. laughs> yeah. Gl glancing at the circle and recognizing elements in its protective nature, uh, Strahd takes a few steps forward and kind of glances at the troop in front of him. Who looks the biggest and most dangerous of them? Well, currently the uh, uh, gleaming warforged in front, but I'd like you to make a perception check to let me know. No worries. Uh, there'll be a... Ooh, with that bonus. Uh, it's a 22. <laughs> With a 22, yes. This hulking, seven-foot-tall uh, warforged. You've actually never seen them before, but you've heard of legend and lore of these um, uh, constructs uh, who look like uh, a plate of uh, a soldier wearing plate armor, but in fact are living sentient creatures. Um, he is absolutely the biggest, shiniest target. If you wouldn't mind keeping them busy for and I'd like to attempt to charm the Warforged. What's the uh, save on that? The save on that is uh, 17, Wisdom. Okay. I'm going to wow. use my other d20. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolled a, a one before. All right, so what was the save again? Wisdom, Wisdom 17. All right, that's a dirty 20. Oh! Ooh. Ooh. Very nice. As you feel his gaze uh, enter your very timid 11-year-old soul, your um, warforged senses and tactics and strategy overpower your body as you start to laser focus and are able to shrug off the charm spell. Matt, is there anything else you'd like to do in this turn? Uh, at the moment of recognition that this charm did not pierce this metallic exterior, you see this what was once a very confident grin turned into a brief splash of a snarl, a fanged snarl from his face. As he just continues to stand, arms not even ready, just just not even worried of the circumstance. And that's all he does. Love it. Falfa, you're up. Okay. Actually, um, wait. Back to the wall. Oh. Ready? <laughs> Aim loose. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. This is too epic. Man, Matt's scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> dude, dude, good cameo. I think you should go now. Um, <laughs> As we're waiting for that volley to come in, we can go back to Falfer. Okay, so uh, I'll draw one of my, one of my bolts, uh, run to just inside the door so that I can kind of hide behind in the nook of the door that is open, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from inside the shadow, aim for his face, his his gorgeous yet disgusting face. Okay. Um, I'd like you to make an attack, sir. 
Yes, sir, you would. Uh, uh, that is... Uh, oh, that is a natural 20. Oh! Hey. Is that a hit, Mr. Mercer? Uh, yeah, that'll definitely hit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Damage? Yes. Damage? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so that is a three plus four. That's seven damage. Okay. Right. With uh, seven damage, uh, you only take... Drop? What's that? Does he drop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Falfer, same thing. You notice that the bolt isn't doing the same amount of damage you, you would expect. Yeah, but uh, is it stuck? Of- is it stuck in his pretty face, though? Uh, no, you missed his face. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, no, it, it digs deep into his shoulder. <laughs> Not deep, shallow in his shoulder. And he doesn't move. He doesn't even flinch. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right. Uh, Volley of arrows. One more zombie down. Let's get closer to the, to the wall there as another... This is how it looks so far, folks, at the Wall of Velaki. Oh, man. As the folks at home are doing their job, keeping you guys safe. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roan, you're up. Sterling, you're on deck. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, Rectavio, you're up. Yeah. Uh, I actually skipped you, buddy. I'm sorry. Um, okay. And yeah, then... Uh, you yeah. done crit damage, though, right? What's that? You got a crit. You got a crit. Oh, that, that's right. I doubled yeah, right. I doubled on the crit. Yeah. Sorry. So the way we do crits is we do uh, full damage for the first dice and then roll the second one. So that's oh, yeah. a six plus whatever the other one. What, what did six you roll? Plus, it was a four. So it's a, a plus four. So that was a 10. Uh, and am I doing a second roll? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. The, yeah. Then we just take six on the next one. So 16, okay. Matt. That would have been 16. Yeah. yeah. Right. Instead Reduce. of seven. Okay. Reduce to eight. Right. Yes. Octavio. <laughs> Um, I'll shout out. Your weapons need to be silvered. They are no, they are no use to you here. Huh. Um, and then I'll I'll say to everyone, get inside the circle, protect yourselves. Um, and I'll say, Strahd, we are not to be trifled with. These young, we are. They are young. They are not worthy of your power. Go! No, why would you? Why would you trifle? With, I just spit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> why would you trifle with these children? You are above this. Please let them be. Watch them as they destroy your vampire spawn. But they are not worthy of you. That I can. That I can assure you. And I, uh, I pull. I, I pulled out my my uh, sword, and I'll go running into battle, attack a vampire spawn. Oh, what's your movement? Uh, 30. Okay. And you want to get as close as you can. That's 5, 10, 15, 20. 25 puts you in your square. It's Perfect. five feet from Strahd. Um, uh, and wow. I'm looking right at Strahd. I'll say to him, they are not worth, we are not worthy of your time, oh great Strahd. And I'll attack a, a vampire near him. So all the vampire, yeah, sorry, they're all actually out of out of range for you. Thirty feet will put you at Strahd's face, but outside your square. They haven't been closed in yet. They dropped in in the back. Okay, you oh, can I see them over there, right? So yeah. I'll get close to Strahd, and, and so I have my my sword out. Yeah, I think it's a concentration spell. Um, let me look that up. So I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna prepare myself because I 
think that's concentration. Let me look at it. Does anyone know? Uh, I don't offhand. Magic circle? Yeah, it is duration an hour. It's not, yeah, it's not concentration. concentration. No, it's, it's not, not concentration. concentration. So, great. So I drop it and then I'm going to cast. I'll cast a, um, it right in front of him. I'll cast a, uh, a scorching ray um, at one of the nearby uh, uh, vampire spawn. Okay, there's one right behind him that's right in front of that priest. Yes, I'll, I'll cast almost near his face. Yes. So I'll like cast beyond him, yeah. proving I want nothing to do with fighting him. Yeah, give me an insight check, Matt, uh, Mercer. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, there's mats and mats. So Matt. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Matt Lillard, I'll call you Matthew. I'll call Matt Matt. Good luck. Mercer works <laughs> fine for me too. Okay. Uh, that'll be a 20. Okay, with a 20, um, you get the sense that uh, this person is speaking to you almost like he knows you. Um, there is a familiarity that he speaks to you with that is uncommon from people who you've never met. Interesting. All right. Continue with your scorching rays. Yeah, great. I... Um... So it's 2d6 of fire. Uh, so my my attack is a, uh, they have to, uh, uh, hold on a sec. I got a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to cast by your head, making sure that I, I'm going to get my hand in the, in the image. <laughs> I, make, I make sure that I miss you, but in that, I also miss the zombie behind, the, uh, the vampire spawn behind you. Not only do you miss the vampire spawn behind him, but you actually um, set ablaze the priest who is currently unconscious <laughs> on the altar. As long as I don't hit Strahd, I don't care. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> then you have succeeded in what you needed to do, sir. Good. And I have my sword out and I'm prepared for whatever's next. Uh, Scorching Ray's uh, three separate attack rolls, though. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, you get two more, buddy. Oh, my bad. Um, the second one is a uh, 19. The third one is a 14. 19 hits, I assume, Matt? Yes. Uh, Mercer? Oh, uh, well, this is not a straw. It, this is a vampire straw. Yeah, it's oh, a sorry. Vampires. I am sorry. My bad. That's all good. Uh, the 19 hits, the 14 does not. So it's nine damage fire. Okay. Thank you. Uh, this vampire, yeah. It scorches the side of its face as its skin begins to bubble and burst um, with blisters. All right, Roan, you're up. Uh, Esmeralda, Actually, you're on at deck. The, at the end of Rictavio's turn, I can use yes. a legendary action. Yes. Um, since Rictavio's come up and it has the strange familiarity, kind of, and he's right up in my face, arm drawn, having thrown out these fiery blasts, suddenly Strahd is uncomfortably close to Rictavio. And you see a small grin across the face and say, Familiar as you may be, it's the taste that recalls the memory. And I'd like to use two of my legendary actions to bite. Oh, oh. Nice. oh. wait a second! Oh. <laughs> that is going to be yes. a 16 to hit. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, wait, wait. I am in my circle of joy. <laughs> That's true. So it is a disadvantage. So is that disadvantage? Oh, that was even better. So yeah, still 16. You got what you needed by several points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As the teeth 
Oh, actually, you have to be grappled first, it looks like. Oh. So instead, we'll just make it an arm strike. He's not quite grappled. So teeth drawn, barren, and preparing for what may be the next element he's going to attempt to make an arm strike at you. And so as opposed to... uh, uh, Okay, so he goes ahead and makes 1d8. That's bad. Six points of bludgeoning damage. Take it. Uh, actually, instead of bludgeoning damage, he's going to go ahead and grapple you. Okay. Wow. I am grappled. You get a strength. Check, yeah, right? you get an opposing strength check. Yep. Yeah. I get a seven for a six. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not so much. Um, but you do take 14 points of necrotic damage from the unarmed strike. Okay. Um, as you grapple me, I'll, I'll say to my, the compatriots, if you know what is good for you, you will run. Leave me, my new friends. Run! All right. My turn, sir. Okay. Um, Roan, you're up as Merelda's on deck. And uh, Mercer, you can feel free to command your vampire spawn as necessary. Uh, I can control them, but you are obviously in control. Understood. Thank you. You are very welcome. So I'm up? Yeah. Rowan, you're up. Uh, Esmeralda's on deck. So I look to the party and I say, we should get out of here now! And uh, then I will uh, actually uh, I'll cast a Scorching Rays as well, uh, and I'll go ahead and spend a a sorcery point to quicken it, and I'll shoot at uh, the same uh, vampire spawn uh, that uh, Matthew shot at before, okay, uh, and make uh, three attacks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quicken it to make it my bonus action, okay, uh, with a sorcery point. And uh, what's the range on scorching rays? I believe it's 120. Okay. Of course, I can find out exactly. 120. Yeah, we're good. Okay. So first attack is an 18. Does that hit? Strahd? Oh, sorry. Oh, this, this this is, is, again, I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. 18 hits. Yes, sorry. Okay. So that'll do seven fire damage. Okay. Second Scorching Ray uh, is a 25. Okay. And that will do three fire damage. Yep. Last Scorching Ray is a 12. Uh, so two, two of them impact. The other one flies over its shoulder and impacts the back wall uh, of the stone, it, extinguishing immediately. Uh, again, um, this vampire spawn is just getting bombarded, but it is, it is just, it's not shrugging them off, but it's taking the impacts uh, with a gusto. Uh, do you want to move anywhere, Ron? Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to use my, uh, my cantrip now because I did quicken the spell with a sorcery point. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go ahead and use a uh, Eldritch Blast well on him. Okay. Uh, and that is a 17. Okay. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. And that's seven force damage. And I'm going to run 30 feet back as I, uh, as I yell to the group, we need to get out of here. You turn around and you are stopped dead in your tracks immediately by a wall of fog that has surrounded the front of the church and the entirety of the church around you. Ah, oh, shoot. 
All right, I'll end my turn. All right. Uh, Esmeralda, you're up. <laughs> Sterling, you're up. Deck. <laughs> Back to the wall. Loose. <laughs> oh. Are we at the at the wall or? Yeah, we're at the wall. Okay. <laughs> Real quick. All right. We've been gathering a couple here, and as we're loosing, Esmeralda, you can go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, I will turn to. Uh, Turning to Rictavio, I say, you should have hit him in his stupid, handsome face. And I hurl a firebolt at him. At Strahd. <laughs> so that is a, a 19 to hit. That definitely hits. Or... I close Elf my eyes and prepare myself to take a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Brace for impact. Uh, that's uh, 12 points of fire damage to Strahd. Ooh. So the flame impacts kind of burns around the, the neck and shoulders area. Uh, he kind of glances over his eyes, piercing towards you. <laughs> um, Esmeralda, you are. Do I take any of that damage? What's that? Do you take any of that? Yeah. No, firebolt is direct, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thirty-two arrows are volleyed towards the zombies. Um, uh, Bosh, you're gonna need to count that for me, and we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, folks at home. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Wow. Means so, so much. All the love and all the all the feels. Um, cool. Okay, uh, Sterling, you are up. Dimitri, you're on deck. Would I be able to get distraught with my movement? And would I be in the circle if I do? Yes. All right. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't have uh, Rictavio in in between me and Strahd, right? Nope. You will be right beside him, facing Strahd. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's a safe place to be. Uh, so <laughs> that's where I'm gonna go, uh, and I'm going to um, activate my storm rune as I go. Yeah. Um, and the Warforged voice starts to come out at that time. Uvarg! And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to swing, but giving my, using my reaction to give myself advantage. Uh, do you grow, attack. do you grow with that room? No. Okay. No. All right. That would be a, a separate bonus action. Okay. I'd have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, that's sorry. That's like 200 damage to the zombies. <laughs> As the militia decimates the front line of wow. zombies at the wall. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's yes. a great militia. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we hear sorry. any of the battle outside, Jay? No, at this point, you're too far. Um, okay. And uh, you, you hear distant ringing of the bells and stuff. Maybe some distant uh, uh, yells. You're not quite inside the church yet, but it's okay. amazing actually that the mists kind of muffle sound as well. You're, you're finding, um, okay. and it's this weird, creepy isolation, almost like you're in a padded room, or like a soundproof huh. room. Um, uh, sorry, Sterling, did you take your turn? That that was your turn to to I, to to go up and to make my attack yeah. with advantage. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm gonna roll. Floor. That's okay. I don't want that one. Uh, this one's <laughs> good though. 
All right, so it's a 25. No, sorry. That's a 20, 22 to hit. That hits. All right. That's going to be nine points of slashing damage. And uh, the I can also uh, activate my fire rune on a hit. Uh, so you'd have to make a DC 10 strength saving throw. Uh, that is a 15. Okay, so you beat that. All right, it was worth a shot. Um, it was. Yeah, there you go. And that's my turn. Okay. All right. Uh, at the end of, oh, at the end of Brandon's oh, yeah. turn. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting those legendary actions. <laughs> no worries. Uh, now frustrated at the, the gouts of flame and booming... Uh, construct entity that comes barreling through the chamber as he's still clutching Rectavio in his offhand. Strahd kind of angrily, fangs still drawn, goes ahead and now is going to use his two remaining legendary actions to commit to a bite attack against Rectavio. Ah. Uh, with disadvantage. Oh, we'll see if that saved you. Uh, that'll be 14 to hit. Oh, come hit. on, Rectavio. All right. Ah. So, as part of the I bite, gently, I gently show you my neck to make sure it's a clean bite. <laughs> <laughs> I have the opportunity to like make this clean as painless as possible. That's good. Yeah, let me put some salt on that for you. There you go. You take nine points of piercing damage as Strahd's teeth sink into the flesh and veins of your throat, Octavio, and an additional twelve points of necrotic damage. Which also per, which also reduces your maximum hit points by four. Oh, by how many? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so I take twelve and also reduces my max to twelve yes, by twelve. Correct. Yes. See you. He did. Hey, Dimitri, you're up. Cal, you're on deck. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much room is there in that circle? Uh, there is currently ten more feet. Okay. Is there enough room for me to get a melee attack in? Um, not within the circle, no. You'd have to be outside the circle to do it. Okay. Hey, I just say so you know, it's a 10 foot radius. Oh, 10 foot radius, then absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I can get to the kind of around the side of yeah. Strahd and still be in the circle? Yeah. So you want right. to rush in? Yeah, I'm going to rush in. And yep. heeding Rictavio's uh, advice, I'll take out the silvered short sword that I have from like seven sessions ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one Callie wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll look at her face. I'll say, um, "Drop our friend." And as a bonus action, you can use Channel Divinity to. Use vow of en enmity. Mm. Um, so gives me advantage on a target for one minute, and I'm gonna swipe with the silver short sword. Okay. Okay. So uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three definitely hits. Okay. And uh, you, you sweating a little, Matt? 
Getting a little, getting a little worried. On, on the hit, I want to also use uh, Divine Smite, which uh, is an extra 2d8, but I get 3d8 if it's an undead or fiend. Would this qualify? Yep. This would definitely qualify. <laughs> okay. Then it is um, 11 slashing damage. All right. Plus uh, 15 radiant damage. Radiant damage. All righty. Silvered sword. That is not nice. All right. <laughs> um, and as you slash across him, uh, you have this um, kind of... Uh, excited vigor about the fact that you have this silver weapon uh, and then realize very quickly that Rectavio may have been misled and it does not do full damage. Ah. Uh, Callie, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, that's not great. Uh, that's only three. That's my perception. So... It's low. Uh, seven. It's only okay. a seven. Um, as you're, as you kind of uh, are at the doorway, you hear a whisper. Yeah. Uh, out of your periphery, uh, to the right, just inside the the the, the church, mm -hmm. and it says, "Callie." And you look over, and lying beside, in the hand of the child that has been bitten. And, and the child that has been bitten, you can see kind of through, looks like an altar boy. Like he, he worked actually with the priest. Mm -hmm. um, and in his hand is clutched a blue bag, velvet bag with wings stitched into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a little larger this time. And I want to thank everyone at home. As we've been raising money for Extra Life, you guys have been sending items to the players in game. You have now unlocked your plus one bolts. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and you have also unlocked a potion of invisibility, which yes. are both in that yes. bag. You don't know that yet. You haven't got to the bag, but that's what's in the bag as you hear that happen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, and for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> kids. Uh, all right. And uh, back to Callie. What do you do? Uh, okay. So I go back into, I'm in the circle. Can I go in the circle? Yeah, you can uh, you can get into the circle, sure. So you run yeah. into the circle? Yeah. That's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. You are in the circle, but you are not in a place necessarily where you can attack Strahd. Uh, and actually, you can come around here and attack. You'd be the last kind of spot that can do that. Okay. If you want to. Yeah, can I do sneak attack? You sure absolutely can. Okay. So You also have a plus one dagger. Yeah, but I... But then I have to be close to him, no? No, you are. It's okay. But you can also then use your bonus action to get out of there because of uh, your uh, cunning uh, cunning yeah. action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's do that. Yeah. So two attacks. Okay. And... One. One if she's using her bonus action for the cunning action. No. Cunning action is going to be uh, to get out of there afterwards, to disengage. She gets two attacks because she has two daggers. Doesn't cunning action use the bonus action, though? Oh right, so she can't make it a second attack as a bonus action. You're right. Yeah. So just one. Yep, one, one attack with your with your with your plus one dagger. Okay. So eight. Oh. Plus. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah. I got a, I got I rolled a two, just yeah. a little oh. two. Okay. Well, with the you you get up in his face and uh just his demeanor alone makes you quiver. Um yeah. <laughs> as you strike out uh to to hit him, uh your dagger stops just shy. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 yep. wait, wait, wait. I I I have glowing pretty skin and I go Yes. I hope that <laughs> I hope that this wink does something. <laughs> Probably not. He counterwinks. Uh, uh, <laughs> not the counterwink. <laughs> counterwink. <laughs> and he dies, and I save the world. Yeah. And, and yeah. you've been you've been watching this party from afar for some time, uh, Matt. Since they've kind of entered Barovia, uh, and this is in fact Callie the Asimar. Um And so you sense this this goodness in her, but there is a definite edge that exists um, definitely puts the her. ass in asimar something <laughs> yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Yes. She does. An edge. <laughs> i'm assuming then you're uh disengaging uh callie yes absolutely yes okay so yeah. you're gonna go back to the door yep that was worth a shot or do you want to stay within the circle oh i'm in the circle back. yeah, yeah I'm okay in the circle. Yep. okay Thank all right um senior strad it is your turn my turn delightful and uh, your vampire spawner at your beckoning call, sir. Indeed. Uh, I will go ahead and, and focus the spawn to swarm, I guess the best they can, because they can't enter the circle. So it would be whoever's right at the outs, outer cusp of the circle. Um, still reeling from the blast of, uh, I think it was the, the Dimitri, right? The paladin? Yeah. Um, reeling from the wound, kind of not even focusing the rest of the party. He just kind of mentally tells the rest of us, the vampires to swarm the rest of the party while he looks towards the paladin and goes, oh, it is important to see who's the immediate threat. And he's going to go ahead and cast Blight. Okay. Can you, for the sake of the people at home, tell us what Blight does? So uh, you watch as this necrotic energy suddenly begins to pulse from Strahd's hand as he releases Rictavium, kind of careening off of his fingers like black smoke. And as it does life-giving moisture from the inside of Dimitri's body is being siphoned out. His skin is drying and cracking as the life force is being pulled from his body. And he needs to go ahead and make a constitution savings throw. <laughs> DC 18, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nine. Fail. <laughs> Halfway there. You take 37 points in necrotic damage. Holy crap. Okay. Well, I fall down. Dimitri falls motionless on the ground beside you, Rictavio. An impressive beginning, but nevertheless, failure. He turns Uh, to the rest of the group around him. Uh, He is... That's his action. And he does not regenerate any health because he did take uh, take some radiant damage last round, and he's just going to stand there, and that's the rest of his turn. Okay. Um, the vampire spawn spring into action as they start to come around. Uh, Damn it. And they start clamoring over the pews. Hey, Jay, we are planning a season two of this series, right? Oh, that's not till later, though. Oh, okay. We're planning a part two of this episode, aren't we? Backup <laughs> <laughs> characters are ready. Uh, yeah. 
Um, for the most part, these spawn are going to take a. Um... <laughs> Someone in chat just said, Lord have mercer. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Oh, yeah, they can't enter that. So, oh, they can't. They can't enter it, right, uh, Rictavio? They cannot. Interesting. So they start to clamber up the walls across the ceiling um, to get over, but they're actually slowing them down from getting to where they need to get to because they have to take that movement to get up. So uh, how, how high is the ceiling in here? Uh, 20 feet. It's All like right. a domed, domed cathedral ceiling. Um, uh, Rictavio, you're up. Tomorrow, Ricky Tabs. Okay, Ricky Tabs. <laughs> I think you're muted, buddy. I am sorry about that. Okay, here's what I do. This is going horribly. I told, I just for the record, when they sing of me in song as I die, I told everyone to leave. Okay. <laughs> um, so Strahd, I if, I, I too. If, I, if I get this right, um, Matt, you just released Rictavio, right? As you cast, you released me? Correct. Great. I will grab forth from underneath my jerkin, a symbol of Pelor, and I will say, you will be gone. And I'll try to turn on death. Any that I can see. It's a DC of 16, any within 30 feet. Oh, man. Go now, Backstrod. Heed my warning. Not warning. That's not what I said. Heed my warning. They are not ready for your kind, strength, and valor. Leave now. That's Be a wisdom. gone. That's a wisdom check, Matt. Yeah, it's a DC 16. At disadvantage, because you're in the circle. Are the same right? disadvantage as well? Well, I'm just making it up as I go, Matt. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you said 16? <laughs> <laughs> Attack rolls. Saves are unaffected. Ah, damn it. But good try. Okay. Um, but Matthew, the, other, but the, um, the vampire spawn also have to save. Yeah. Correct. Can you can you give me a uh, a description of what happens to those vampire spawn if they fail? Yeah. So I um so I turn and I I, I really focus on Strahd. But as this, what you would expect to be this golden light to emanate out like a burst, it's yeah. really like, um, it's like a weak um, a wave of like gray, like a gray mist. And as it hits the, as it, as it envelops the, the sort of the head of the vampire spawn, it would roll their eyes back and they'll start to retreat as fast as they can for one minute or until they take damage. So they will go full double speed out and away. But basically, it's like a great, what should be a big blinding golden light yeah. in this horrible Barovian landscape becomes yeah. like a, a it, it becomes like a gray brown mist that clouds their face and makes their eyes roll back. Yeah, that's great. So three of the uh, three of the vampire spawn uh, screech and. Right and run back into the far reaches of the corner as far as they possibly can. Two of them kind of cover their eyes, but then turn back and hiss at you uh, as two of them were unaffected. Um, Falfer, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Okay. Rictavio, are you staying where you are? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I still have my sword out. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still, I'm still where I'm at. Okay. You roll a 23 that, to save, by the way. Just so you know. I believe that is a, that's a 21, Jay. 
with a 21, um, you hear from the, from the room just to the right there, there's a doorway. Yeah. Um, and uh, you hear muttered speaking through that door, uh, almost like whispered tones. Um, with a 23, you recognize the voice of Irina and Ismark, who huh. are hiding in that room. Um, and okay. all of a sudden, uh, she speaks a little louder, uh, gaining that kind of uh, a, a bit more volume, I guess, than she intended, where her voice just peeks out of a whisper as she says, Ismar, no. Strahd, you hear that. And immediately, yes, all of his attention goes towards that door, realizing that the, his love, his long-lost companion, is behind those doors. Huh. His gaze fixes on those doors. And that is where we're going to end part one of Into the Mist, folks. Thank you so very much. Mr. Matt Mercer, thank you, my friend, for joining us. It has been incredible. Um, well, <laughs> thank you for letting me jump in to step into the shoes. Of it's great. That was a blast. Now, I got to so feel fun. those shoes. So Matt um, uh, is, is going to be with us for Tides of Wild Mount. He's not able to join us tonight. So I will be jumping in for Strahd after that. I don't know how, but oh, it might happen. Uh, it'll be great. But we will continue this uh, tonight um 5 p.m eastern uh, 5 p.m eastern 8 p.m no 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific is yes. when we will continue part two of the finale of into the mist but before that we have 21 more air 21 more arrows at the wall so let's go <laughs> back to the wall here and roll those uh if you want to count those up and then we'll keep re uh, removing zombies uh, as people at home are quickly dwindling this zombie horde that's coming through. Um, oh, so I want to thank everyone at home for doing that. It's been amazing. Uh, thank you for the help. Thank you for supporting GaryCon. Make sure that you go to the Bazaar, uh, which is where the merch is available for GaryCon uh, on the GaryCon Twitch. Uh, we do need to go because there is something in between us, and then we'll be back in an hour at 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, for the prologue for Tides of Wildmount, uh, which is going to be so much friggin' fun. So, so you fun. guys have a good one. Uh, get uh, those of you that are playing still get uh, hydrated. And Matthew, <laughs> go have a nap, uh, sir. And uh, and we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you guys soon. So fun.